please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Cause it's been one of those days. Let's hear it for the burrito. Come on, that's not fair, man. Oh, did your father look the fool? Retention, retention. Are you smoking those hillbilly cigarettes again? Ask your doctor if ball kick tricks is right for you. Oh, I don't like that. Go put your floppy hat on and enjoy your day. Live on tape, it's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, everybody. Yes, welcome into the program episode. Oh, boy, I got here late because of some issues at the uh, uh, doctor's office, but uh, not, ish, not, not no health issues, just time issues, crunches. Uh, so I did not ask, so I'm going to guess 2518? Correct. Aha, look at this. I'm on board. I'm in tune. I got my thumb on the pulse. I'm doing all sorts of things, right? I, uh, I'm in the zeitgeist. <laughs> I got everything that's going on, right? Yeah. Right on time. The Entertainment Weekly is, is doing a little listicle about, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. about which episode number we're on. Uh, Although we should say thank you to Vulture for uh, a very nice uh, write-up. on. Uh, very nice write-up. Would I have chosen that episode as the one to start with? I mean, it was a great experience for both of us uh, as fans of his. Obviously, he's your idol. Uh, so we're talking about Richard Lewis when he came to our old studio. When was that? Because Garen, I was surprised to hear that Garen was on that episode because I thought it was pre-Garen. It must have been. Was pretty, it one of your first episodes, Garen? The oh, Richard wait, no, Lewis. Yeah, yeah, because we moved here like not long after I started, so that was probably what was it, eleven seventeen, right? Yep. That was five episodes. I think I started eleven twelve. Was that Henry? We did look this up once, and I already forgot. I think again. it was eleven twelve that I started. Yeah. Was my first real episode. All right, so it's one of your first Julian. episodes. And what year did you start? Two thousand seven years ago. So seven years. Okay, so seven. Wait, it seems, it seems like Richard Lewis was here longer ago than that. I mean, a lot has happened. Uh, we've been in this room for five years. I, I know think, it. So well, he says we moved here not long after he started. God, did we? Wait, no, we've been in this room six years. I'm sorry. We keep trying to shake him. <laughs> well, we moved locations. We've now moved, we've moved, moved his chair <laughs> closer to the door. Uh, the message is clear. <laughs> you are you are one step away from being outside. The message is clear. Can we all agree, though, Garen? I know you pouted when I walked in here, but can we both agree that it's better that you're there? <laughs> yes, yes. It, it is it is night and day yeah. that I now can look over and I see Garen, yeah. and and that that was. Uh, you know, when you talk to human beings, you want to be able to see them. Bus drivers got to be able to see the passengers. Goddamn right. That's why they right? got the big mirror. Get on back. <laughs> get on back. It's going to be a lot worse, though, if I get iced. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, now you're going to see it. The daggers are dead on. Mm-hmm. Right. You used to ca- catch like a, a shoulder of, of fragments of, <laughs> of icicles. Now it's going to be right into your heart. Knives out, ass up. That's what uh, was said on Twitter and that uh, uh, response to him with the icing. <laughs> And uh, the knives are going to be like daggers in the heart. Uh, daggers in the heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I was listening to the top uh, 40 countdown from 1984 on the drive-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, can anybody name the top song of 1984 this week? This week in 1984, the top song. The top song of this week. Is it Lionel Richie? It is not. It is did it? knock out number two. I will tell you that. Number two was number one last week. Okay, so this was a new number one? This was a new number one. It was there for two weeks. Is it like a John Cougar <clears throat> Mellencamp situation? It is, not. is it a Christmas song? It is not. I will tell you this. I will tell you that uh, this song, 
Um, and then a Madonna song. Uh, also, and then Madonna's not one of the answers here. Mm-hmm. Kept out uh, the song that frightens you from yeah. the Wild Boys. Spot. Yeah, Wild Boys was number two. I, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna guess next week and the week after. Uh-huh. I was number two for I think four weeks in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Because of this juggernaut. Because of this one, and then uh, Madonna, I believe. Oh, so it's wait, it's not a Christmas song. You just said I was about to guess. Uh, Wham! Man, I'm trying to think. I'm 14 years old. I've just. I'm on my way to to winter vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh. You're 14. You're born in 1970. Uh, yes, 19 and 70. Happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> hey, completely off topic. While you guys think about this, yeah. Garen, I've, I've been meaning to ask you now because, I, but I'm an asshole. How's your dad? You mentioned on the live oh. show that your dad was having some health issues. Yeah, he had. I guess he has like an irregular heartbeat. I need you to move back over here. Turns out, <laughs> so, turns out I don't care. So uncomfortable. We'll look at you. right at you. Uh, so, so he had an irregular heartbeat. Yeah. So they had to go in and do something like to the back of his heart to try to fix that. Jeez. And they did, and it went well, I guess. But they had to they the holes they had to make in his leg were bigger than they expected, and they had to do like four different things in the back of his heart. So. But it went well, they said, I guess. Good. I talked to him when it hap- after it happened, and he was, you know, how you get when you're coming out of anesthesia. You get all maudlin and, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. I've, you've got the greatest grandparents ever. And I'm like, what? What? Yeah. Did he accept your sexuality at this point, too? Did you realize, well, wait, he's really under. Yeah, you know what? We had a nice tender moment. He said, Garen, you can touch all the dicks you want. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wow, that's very open. I support yeah. it. Uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, it was fine. He's, he's doing... Well, so good. Thank you for asking. Of yeah. course, I apologize for not asking sooner. At, yeah. uh, uh, every time, it's one of those things where I go, "Fuck!" I got to ask Aaron about his dad. Uh, then I just look at Twitter, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> instead of going, "Hey, you're holding your phone," you could text him right now, mm-hmm. Dilwad. Um, and then could have asked me on Twitter. I could have. I'm not going to ask you about your dad on Twitter. I think it's weird when people can actually have communication, like publicly. On, hey, you want to have lunch? What? Get, get out of here! <laughs> Wait, who? Text him. People I, do that. On I've t- seen I've people never. do that, and on Facebook. I've had people give me their phone number on Facebook, just on the wall, and I'm like, Wait. you understand that that's like, I know, like, like you you just put a sign out in the middle of the street for everyone to see. I think it's weird. It, it feels very performative, especially on Twitter when people do that kind of stuff. Because it's like, look at me. I'm 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 a person that can have lunch with this person. I'm yeah, like, that's a good point. Congratulations. Well, you know what? There's everybody gets a trophy. Participation trophies are the way of the day, and uh, we wish them luck. Mm-hmm. The folks that uh, you know have that on their shelf and feel good about it. The important thing is who had the number one hit. Uh, any guesses? Week anybody? Any anybody? Is it a band? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. yeah think a- about it. It's not a band. I'll tell you this. <clears throat> I'll tell you this. One duo knocked out another duo. It's a duo. Oh, it's Hollow Notes. They who did they knock out? Um, Wham. Wham. They they knocked out Last Christmas. No, they knocked out uh, Wake Me Up Before You Go. Oh, well, it was yeah, right. Okay. And then uh, with uh, Out of Touch, Out of Time. Oh wow. Yeah. But I'm out of my head when you're not around. Oh. Uh, as a reminder, when I went to a uh, Hall & Oates press conference, I bought some uh, fake glasses so that I could, because uh, they said we were be, it would be open to questions, that I bought the fake glasses so that no matter what he said, I could remove them and go, Mr. Hall! <laughs> and uh, uh, to make my friends laugh, and then it turns out that uh, they did not open up the floor for questions. Uh, that was all a big ruse to get us there, thinking we were going to be speaking to Hall & Oates. 
Did that, was that a reference? I don't get that reference if that's a reference. I, I just always thought it was very funny that in movies and stuff where oh, okay. they would go, uh, so you're telling me that uh, you went to a party on Saturday? I, I did. Mr. Belknap, are you, is it safe right, to okay. say? I just didn't know if that was like in some extended version of oh, the no, Maneater no. video it is, or something. It has nothing to do with Hall and Oates. <laughs> okay. I just thought, the, first of all, it was you know 1986, so I'm 20. Right. Uh, just the idea of going to a press conference. <laughs> it was like, well, I, well, I certainly need some uh, educational looking glasses. Yeah. I need to look uh, like a reporter, a journalist. Did you put a card in your uh, fedora band? Of course I did. It said press. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wore my fake glasses throughout the entire thing. <laughs> my friend Eric laughed like an idiot. And then uh, it didn't happen. So I then did it on the car ride home 4,000 times. No matter what he said, I would go, Mr. Yuren. His last name was Yuren. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, if you mispronounce uh, that, that is a horrible, horrible last name. He must have been teased mercilessly. He was uh, He was also, he was a guy that was all in on the, uh, the, uh, the new romantic look, uh-huh. you know, very uh, uh, Duran Duran, Cure, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Uh, at a time where uh, it was still very much uh, popped up collars, yep. you know, there was like, various different looks, yep. but uh, he was all in on that and he got made fun of quite a bit. It's a strong choice in 84. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that said, uh, boy, good for him for having the mm-hmm. and, and putting up with it, man, putting up with getting not changing it. Yeah, that's. I, I didn't have the balls to do that. Although I did wear a uh, like a full Ghostbusters jumpsuit when I was uh, I was like eleven or something. You're eleven. But, yeah. That's different. But but it, even if no matter what it says on her, it, like it, it's a costume, and I wore it to school on a you know regular Tuesday. What were, and what, how did the school react to that? Um, I've blocked it out, honestly. No, but did, <laughs> may, I may have been teased, but I don't remember. It. You were allowed to wear it though throughout oh, the day. Oh, the school, yes. The administration had no problem with they it. They're not. Yeah, it was uh, because it wasn't technically a costume. It was just a, you know, coveralls with a Ghostbusters patch on the shoulder. Mm. I ask because uh, in seventh grade, I wore. Uh, we we all we came. Uh, we went to lunch. Mm-hmm. And we all came back from lunch uh, wearing uh, inappropriate clothing for that time of year. And yeah. I, like I was wearing snow boots and other people had on like uh, christmas sweaters and stuff like that it was uh, you know spring day or whatever and, yeah and uh we were all sent home to change our clothing like we couldn't like <laughs> what? what are you doing you're you know you're all you're all begging for attention and it's distracting and it was like huh that seems that seems overly strict seems overly strict yeah I, I will say that this my jumpsuit was not the khaki of the actual ghostbusters also it was black and it had lots of zippers on it. It was a very 80s outfit. Like if it hadn't had the patch, it would have just been like, I would have looked like I was, you know, in a band. Mr. Belknap, are you <laughs> saying that this jumpsuit was not authentic to Ghostbusters? No, it was I, like my parents got it in New York City uh, on, a, on a trip and they knew I would like Mr. it. Mr. Belknap, are you then saying that this was a gift of some sort? It was a gift. A weird coincidence. They bought that gift, and you know, I don't know. I think probably every city is kind of like this in some way. But New York is like there's so many shops. Like if you go to a certain uh, street or a certain part of town in New York, you'll just see like one shop after another with like knockoff Gucci stuff and knockoff everything. And it was probably from one of those stores. Mr. Bell, are you telling <laughs> me then that your parents bought illegal paraphernalia? Yeah, I don't think this was licensed Ghostbusters. They didn't make that. It was like it was the year the movie came out, so there wasn't any. There wasn't like an official coverall. That's a great gift. Yeah. But here's the coincidental part. Weirdly, they on that same trip, they went to a dinner party and uh, Bill Murray was at that dinner party. 
because he was the downstairs neighbor of the friend of theirs who was throwing the party. Why are we hearing about this 13 years in? <clears throat> I probably have brought it up before because it's, uh, it doesn't familiar to me. Pretty exciting. Does not sound familiar. No, hmm. I would think that that would stick out for me and okay. it doesn't because 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 my first thought is. And it was the first time that Bill Murray went to a party that he wasn't invited to. Uh, yeah. right. So he, he crashed that party. That was the, yeah, that was he got the taste for it then and, and never stopped. No, he was friends with <clears throat> the this woman that my mom used to work with and um, because they were neighbors. Yeah. So he, he was invited. <laughs> it was it was a legit uh, attendance. It's not what he does these days where he just pops up somewhere right, and correct. Uh, I'll say it ruins people's event. <laughs> steals focus from the yeah. bride and groom. Right. <laughs> Sure, they have a story for the rest of their life, but it, 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 some could argue it's their day. Why? Yeah, I mean, I don't. He has no way of gauging whether this, these people are going to be into it or not. Nine times out of ten, the people are probably thrilled, but there's definitely going to be people who are like, "Get out of here, Bill, Bill Murray! Get out of here! Get out of here!" Go, go. Yeah, it's like it's, it's same deal. Even if you're a Trump, I don't. know. I guess that's different when he pops into a wedding. At uh, I guess if you're having your wedding at a Trump uh, Trump resort, you're, yeah. you're already you've already road. decided yeah, you've already you've decided made a, you've made a choice to give yeah. money. But I I will say even if anywhere in the world if you're having an event and the president of the United States I don't care who it is the president of the United States pops in it's still like it's crazy you might not support that president but it's still like oh my god that is it's so crazy. crazy I agree although I look I, uh, I don't know who it would be for me to. Uh, we, we, I, I can't speak to this. If Steve Perry, George Michael, uh, Peter Cetera showed up at my wedding un, uninvited, right. like, if, like if it was a thing, like Danielle set it up and yes, hey, uh, they're going to sing, they're going to sing. But yeah. if it's just, hey, I'm here, and like all of a sudden, uh, it's not about yeah. you guys. It's about. And also, you can't enjoy it because you're like, that's incredible, and I'm a huge fan of this person, but I don't want to. I don't want my attention diverted from the this whole mm. wonderful event, which is about my love for this woman. Exactly. So I guess what I'm saying, Bill Murray, is stay the fuck home. <laughs> stay home. Yeah. Right? Sarah Starr, big wedding. That's the whole fucking skit. <laughs> What, what was that? Uh, what, what were you just doing? Was that, that Caddyshack? That, that was Caddyshack. That, that was me doing a bad impression. Yeah. 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 Of him, uh, you know, he throws out a couple lines. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, people all fall over as if they've never heard comedy before. <laughs> they, they collapse on the ground like it's Arsenio Hall in the late 80s. Why can't he just do what every other person like him does, which is drop into the improv and blow those people's minds, do absolutely nothing and get huge laughs? ruin the rest of the night for every other comic on the lineup like that's at least that's at least, it's not cool it's but, right it's, but it only, it only hurts like three comics right or whatever and the red the crowd loves it they're it's made there it's made there because the, the the to that point but the, the improv is supposed to be that at yes. any given moment billy crystal may show yeah, up yeah billy crystal's not stepped foot in there i would imagine 35 years i wonder when the last time billy did you say billy crystal yeah mm. yeah i wonder when the last time he did stand up was mm. I'm, you know, it's what I, it, it, here's what, this is horrible. It's morbid, uh, but you know, it's well, we all die, yeah. but at some point, Bud Friedman's going to pass away. Mm -hmm. That memorial is oh, going wow. to be oh my God. amazing Yeah, because it's going to be Billy Crystal. It's going to be Jerry Seinfeld, Riser, Lewis, Leno. you know, Leno, all, all of these people. Leno was more of a uh, comedy store guy. Oh, right. That's right. Uh, but it's, but, but who knows? He'll, I'm sure he, he Took a job away from Conan. I'm sure he'll take a job away from. <laughs> he'll need to uh, be there. Yeah, uh, he'll need to be there. Uh, but um, imagine that. Imagine That's be nuts. that. Uh, uh, yeah. 
right? That's the that's the must get ticket of the year. <laughs> You're already thinking about can I, will I be? Well, able to part of me is also like, listen, I hosted a show that he produced. Will yeah. I even be invited? Yeah, uh, it's all about me. Mm-hmm. But will the will, will Bet Midler? I, of course, you will, Bet Midler. Yeah, uh, you know, Pudgy. <laughs> She's still alive. I don't know if Pudgy's still alive. I don't know who that is. Um, I thought you were calling Bit <laughs> No, no, I'm not. She's the divine Miss M, sir. I would not uh, ever think to do. Uh, Speaking of drop-ins, yeah, um, I was just listening to you know the Robin Williams podcast that you were on. Was knowing more, more than happy to do it. I spoke on there. I spoke about my experience with Robin Williams. Yeah, uh, the most recent episode, I believe, is the most recent one. Uh, Chris Gethard is on, and he's mm-hmm. talking about when he was uh, he ran ASCAT, the New York ASCAT, for oh. a while, um, and. And, and Robin Williams dropped in on it. And so he was telling that story and he was saying the same thing that we heard, you know, when he was do, when he did that in LA a few times, which is that it's a thrill and yet he steamrolled everybody, yeah. <laughs> broke every improv rule. And yet everybody involved was just like, this is wonderful. And I'm so excited to have been a part of this. It, look, how could you not? Everybody at ASCAT, they're either my age or younger. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, Besser and Ian Roberts might be a little bit older, but yeah. I, I can't confirm that. Uh, but we all grew up with Mork and Mindy. Yep. And even if the guy steamrolls you, you're like, <laughs> I just did improv with Robin Williams. Yes. A yeah. guy that I wore rainbow suspenders. <laughs> yep. I was him for Halloween. Yeah. And now I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Elliot, you raise your eyebrows for, uh, I can only imagine. Uh, <laughs> reasons to slow this fucking fun I mean that is my job I have to no I I have a little bit of experience with with Robin Williams dropping in at an at an improv oh, show really? um I want to say I'm probably going to get the year wrong but I want to say it's 94 or 95 that early huh wow. yeah um it might have been a little later than that maybe as late as 98 but anyway um Second City folks had been doing a pl- uh, uh, had a place called Upfront Comedy in Santa Monica after Second City um Santa Monica had closed and um, Robin Williams came in and did two shows. I will say that he I'm pretty sure somebody gave him the note that that Matt just talked about was like, you know, but nonetheless, it was it was hard. You could see him kind of like trying to hold it in and Mm -hmm. try. And then all of a sudden it's just him for two minutes. You know, I mean, he tra- he literally trained with Del Close. Yeah, he, he was a a very experienced improviser before he did stand up. Even, um, but but the people from this podcast, uh, the story is that even back then, he was not good at uh, the give and take <laughs> the, the following yeah. the rules. Yeah, people often felt like he was he would just uh, take over, which is not hard to imagine. Yeah. <laughs> not hard but, to imagine, but and, the, uh, it suited him well. Yeah, but they did the Second City style Herald, which is the one that's kind of cinematic, where you know somebody's doing a scene and somebody decides, okay, that scene's over, so that they just kind of walk out. Yeah, it doesn't have the whole thing that they do now with like I've got a curtain the or clapping or any of that stuff. Yeah. And to have Robin Williams do that, eh, that's a tough. That's a real tough. Yeah, yeah. But it was fun, and everybody had a great time. Uh, and and in that situation, the players knew he was coming. Right. He didn't okay. just drop. He didn't just drop by. Right. That in was, fact, they might have even done a, re- a rehearsal. They rehearsed with Robin. They might have, yeah. Whoa. Some so. improv rehearsal. Yeah. Crazy. That's even more insane. Because that was Dan Castellaneta was there as well. And, oh, wow. and some of those other folks. He's a voice on The Simpsons. This is true. Homer. Did a one-man show that I saw at the uh, Acme on uh, La Brea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people do a lot of different things point, <laughs> uh, in this town, yeah. uh, and they use their talents to uh, varying degrees and various uh, outlets. And we wish them <laughs> wish them a lot of luck uh, in their endeavors. 
but uh, yes, Hall and Oates was number one. Nineteen eighty four. Ed Wham was number two. Number three was uh, I would have said that Wild Boys, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. No, I apologize. This particular week, number four was Wild Boys. Number three was uh, and for some reason, Alan Hunter insisted on saying it so bizarrely. Um, uh, number three is a song written by Prince, done by Shaka Khan, and Shaka Khan. Uh, went, went all the way up to number three, uh, and Shaka Khan is, is right now uh, nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So if you wanted to vote for Shaka Khan, oh get, like it was, every single time you had this weird hiccup. Huh. It was very strange. Shaka Khan. It's almost like he was like, she told me that's how it is actually pronounced, and I'm honoring it. Oh, it's, you, it, all, you should all know. It's Hispanic news reporter? Yeah. Like, yeah. Venezuela. I was listening on the radio, to the uh, impeachment uh, hearings, and I don't, I don't know if it was the counsel for the Democrat or the Republican, but they had a real tough time with the word escalator over and over and over. <laughs> and so it was a pool that they were on their way to an escalator, and then, and, and then, uh, so what you're saying then is on the way to the escalator, like every single time this guy could not smoothly say escalator. And again, I don't know which side it was. Ironic because an escalator is a very smooth ride. Oh, you kidding me? As I said yesterday to my family, there's stairs. Let's go. <laughs> right? This isn't a ride. We're not an amusement park. This isn't Fast Pass. Walk them. Let's go. I tried to tell uh, Charlie that um, the famous uh, Mitch Hedberg joke about escalators uh, because we were on a broken escalator, and he said so he like he started making a joke about like like the escalator being broken or whatever, and I was like, oh, well, there's a comic who had a joke that was uh you know when escalators are broken they shouldn't say escalator out of order it should say escalator uh temporarily stairs and he just stared at me (laughs) 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 Uh, and i'm sure i mentioned before on the show uh, i was not aware of that joke when i was at a mall in i believe it was in columbus ohio and the power went out for a second Mm -hmm. and so the power went out so the escalator therefore would go out Mm -hmm. and two old ladies at the top of the what do we do (laughs) and i went they're stairs ma'am walk up or down and then i told that story on stage and i walked off and everybody said you know that's a mitch hedberg joke i'm like yeah "Yeah, but mine's a real thing and i tried to rationalize it in my head for a little while like i'm gonna keep going with that right and then it's like you know what a it's not worth it and right. you know it's more of an anecdote on a panel or something than yeah. a stand-up thing. But you know it, it was one of Mitch's best jokes. It, it, that's that's pr- the problem is it's such a famous. Yeah, <laughs> it's not just a Mitch Hedberg joke. It's a famous Mitch Hedberg joke. Right. And uh, and it's also so perfect. It's a perfect distillation. Like your thing was funny too. But uh, well, thank you, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I'm not saying you. You obviously it happened. To By the way, you, mine, it, mine was uh, right. Mine was a real thing both, that happened. Both things are funny, but it's like well, his was a written joke, right? Exactly, and it's a, the perfect distillation of that comic idea. Yes. Uh, you can't get it more succinct than what he did. Look, in, in a real world, and, and we're two different type of comedians. Yeah. Uh, but in a in a, a a different comedian would have seen what I saw, then went back to the hotel room and tried to write the joke of that, yes. which maybe is what Mitch did, right? Uh, I would just relay what happened, mm-hmm. making the two old ladies look the fool and me <laughs> a genius. That's how yeah. I do comedy. I'm better. I punch down. These are dumb old people. Yeah. I would have pushed them down. I would have said, well, you know, here's the quickest way. Yeah, that's how you get to you, you old bag. <laughs> there we go. Get down to Lane Bryant and finish your shopping. <laughs> that's what I would have said. Yeah. I just said you walk up or down their stairs. That's all I said. <laughs> I said it in a calm manner, too, not in a condescending way. I was trying to be helpful to the... Sure. Well, ladies that were panicked on the uh, although I got to imagine that even if you're our age it's got to be a little jarring if you're on it 
and it just stops mm-hmm. and you know maybe you lose your balance a little bit mm-hmm. also the lights are off right but they came right back on and then those women should have uh, not have been so frightened and shouldn't have ruined my day mm-hmm. and then they're my and therefore my set that night at the funny bone at columbus Oh, they ruined your set? They ruined it. Every comic yelled out, Hedberg. Oh, oh, that part. I see what you're saying. They, I, I think man, you just had a bad set because you were so upset about them. In addition to the joke that came out of it, you just the crowd didn't enjoy you. Well, I was so rattled by the power. <laughs> Maybe it's going to go out during my set. I yeah. don't know when power goes out now. Yeah, it's, it's going right? to be the new reality. <laughs> the new reality. It goes off at a given time. Yeah. You know, you got to be at the ready. And luckily, I don't do stand-up on an escalator. That'd be horrible. <laughs> would, it, would it be the best? Well, I don't know how people would uh, stay focused on you. At any given moment, there's got to be some people that can't see you. That's true. You're You're going in and out of eyeline. Just keep going up and down the escalator. Yeah. Oh, so you wouldn't just run back down the stairs? No, I would would do the other one and do the other. That uh, makes more sense. That's an interesting idea, though. You stay in the same place by walking the opposite direction. Oh, I don't want to do that. That's fun. (laughs) My quads don't need to be involved in this at all. I think uh, if... You know, I'm waiting for the comedian who who put does like you know the, the comedians that get to that level where they do a show on Broadway or they do a big theater tour. I want I want to see someone install the turntable that you see in like Hamilton or shows you know various shows have had the rotating yeah. turntable in the middle of the stage and just work that you know. Well, many times a, a comic will open up for a band that's on the uh, the rotating stage. Oh, and they use it and they do and they but they, they don't have a choice because it's a theater oh, the round, the round. Oh, that's and so they call. have to keep going and yeah. it's uh, that's awkward. Uh, they say it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I is it right? Maybe Riser did it. Uh, oh, that's insane. Uh, yeah, boy, it, it, there's a famous, I think it's in New York, there's a famous in the round theater where like Three Dog Night would play. Oh, yeah. They, Is uh, it Circle in the Square? I can't answer it. Can't and won't. Uh, but yeah, that would be horrible, right? That's no, a small, I think. Because you start your joke here, the punchline then lands over here. Right. You know, it, uh, start at noon, punchline at six. <laughs> if you're on a clock, could be three, could be nine, could be one, could be seven. The opposite of where you would start is where oh, the, right. the punchline would land, according to... I'm not saying it right? takes that long to... It doesn't take six hours to get to that punchline. Right. Although with this bit, apparently it does. <laughs> I'm taking my time on I this. don't think they should turn the, the rotator on when they, when they have a comic on that. But day. then the people all on the back half of the pie don't get to see you at all. Care. But well, that's, then that's you, up you, to the comic. You walk to them. Yeah, you do, you do a couple of jokes in one spot, then you walk a little bit, you do some I jokes, see. and you keep walking. Now, now it's your turn to enjoy this. Yeah, there's no right answer. It's it's horrible. It's no horrible either way. You do, yeah. but to your point, the Hamilton is a stationary stage. Yeah, with a it was something that turns in the middle. So right. if the comic would turn that on and just start, <laughs> well, because then they could do that. They could like this is my bit about like uh, isn't jogging the worst? And yeah, then they, they start jogging yeah. on it and it's rotating. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I like that. What other bits could you do? You could do a, a, a turntable bit, just like talking about records, record players. Sure, you could. How they're, how they're uh, popular again? Uh, microwave certainly you could mm-hmm. talk about uh, microwave. Yeah. Yeah. remember when the micro the microwave first got the the platter because they didn't have those originally right i know that was must have been exciting for the food foods in there you know this is um, yeah this is the bit i've got the bit guys (laughs) you just take it from the pov of the of the broccoli that you're Mm -hmm. microwaving and then uh like oh no this is the back of the this is the side oh look at that i've never seen it back here before (laughs) no no i <laughs> did he did he want to jump in and you just shut him down jesus christ <laughs> you got to exercise that power. we got new rules in here gentlemen yeah we've new got rules. we've got an eyebrow uh, protocol now uh, if the eyebrows go up uh, elliot's always used the eyebrows but sometimes he jumps in without the eyebrows yeah and uh, uh, what's going on i well i just i'm thinking of a jimmy pardo bit with with a turntable and i'm thinking you get mad at the audience for disappearing 
So you stand on the turntable and you let <laughs> oh, it turn around your very face much. in the back of the house. Wait, wait what the what? Yeah. <laughs> Where'd uh, you guys go? Oh, there you're back again. That would be uh, funny to start doing crowd work with a specific audience member and then <laughs> they just move away. That's up now. That's up. You, you act like you can't walk that's, to, but, to stay with fun. them. I like that. I, uh, by the way, you, you brought something up that is an old classic to be part of it in a way of the uh, the hot dog at the uh, truck stop that is on that little rotating thing. Mm-hmm. And do you think that's like a little Ferris wheel of hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think you get scared when it's stuck on top? That was a bit. That was a classic that's to be nice part bit. of it. Yeah. Right? I like to think he gets scared when he's up there, just waiting for it to, somebody to buy another hot dog so he can make his <laughs> way back down. Uh, that's fun. Hot dogs. Two bits. <laughs> Two bits. Uh, indeed. Nordlings. Uh, uh, up top. I saw a guy, boy, I saw a guy walking out of. Where was I yesterday? I saw a guy uh, looking. I thought for a second, thought it was Jeffrey Nordling. He looked a lot like Nordling. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, it turns out a lot of guys look like Nordling. There's a there's a very famous uh, soccer coach. He's the manager of, of Liverpool, which is the best soccer team in the world right now. His name is Jurgen Klopp, and he looks almost exactly like Jeffrey Nordling. Yeah, so he yeah. wears glasses the, uh, the he, Nordling he, way. I, I, he he looks like the kind of guy who would do it. I don't think I've ever seen him do it, but I there's no doubt. Yeah, I, I, I should watch more press conferences just to see. <laughs> I'm sure that's when it happens. Right? Like he's just talking. He's like, anyway. yes, yeah, so we had good possession, and oh, what's that? <laughs> yeah, I love it. I like that. And uh, I walked in on a meeting at the Conan O'Brien program last week when I was over there visiting. Uh, and somebody uh, had, uh, had the glasses that magnet in the middle. Oh yeah! And they uh, they hey Jimmy and they took those off. And all I wanted to do was punch him in the fucking face because it was like, first of all, I'm on board with those. I think they're terrific. Yeah. But somehow it still comes off as look at you. Aren't you interesting? Let me ask you a question though. Is this per- does this person's job involve like or is it a crew person who's moving around the stage a lot and they need to look at things and nope no okay well then never mind no it's a person that could use standard reading glasses i'm with you but uh, very often you'll see a second ad yes or a stage manager use those that's who should have yes yeah and i never have a problem when it's them yes garen uh well i just was clearing my throat but we also (laughs) was at i was at costco and that same thing guy walks up to get a package that my friend bought he's like oh hold on pops them on grabs it pops them off a guy, an employee or just a fellow? Uh, uh, just employee. Just a guy who works there. Man, listen. How old of a guy? 60s? Late 40s, early 50s, maybe? Too soon. Too soon yeah. for those. <laughs> At a Costco situation. Again, yeah. stage manager, any age. I'm happy with it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as you get uh, older, Conan O'Brien had his reading glasses on that looked like Swifty Lazar. Uh, they just be crazy, <laughs> you know. Love it. Crazy glad. They look, and that said, they look great on them. You know who else? Marcus Limonis on uh, the show that uh, Elliot and I like, The Prophet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, uh, he's wearing his reading glasses more and more these days. And uh, he, too, has the big, thick, black, sort of Harry Carey style. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but they look good on him. If you got the right, if it looks good. Now, I've struggled with this because I now need reading glasses. But uh, I, it's annoying to have to remember them. They must make this where it's like uh, like bifocal, but the top is nothing and the bottom is reading. So like if I wanted to wear glasses all the time. Oh, yeah. But just be to, uh, the only the bottom does anything. Absolutely. OK. Absolutely. Where do I get that? Uh, glasses store. <laughs> but do they like do they probably just, probably off the shelf at CVS or do I have to? Probably or, or Amazon. Yeah, that's good. I would recommend Amazon for yeah. something like that. I don't or, know if or, I would like that, though, because I've noticed like even if I just have them on like down like this. I, I don't like that. I guess I would get used to it, but I don't like. Uh, you don't like doing the, go, uh, the, the, like the Nicole Wallace. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's awkward. 
And I don't, I don't like seeing out of the corner, bottom corner of my eyes, like everything's blurry and weird until I look at something close. When you wear your reading glasses, you're, you know, you're supposed to wear them there. Yeah. That's what, I mean, you're literally, they tell yes. you, this is how you wear your reading glasses. Hmm. So that when you look down, you're reading and then you look up. But I, if I'm doing it for a long time, like at a baseball drive, they're, they're there yeah, like you as if up. they're my glasses. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And that's probably not good. Luckily, we only draft twice a year. <laughs> <laughs> Two different leagues, once a year sure. for each league. Uh, By the way, you mentioned it. I don't know if we actually ow, plugged ow. it or, or what. what you're, you're on the you're on uh, Andy Richter's uh, podcast, right? Uh, no, I don't know when it's getting released. Oh, never mind then. Well, I, look, I recorded it. Look out for that. Three questions. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I recorded it. Also recorded a Jordy, uh, Jordan Jesse Go. And that's mm-hmm. going to uh, be coming out shortly. Making the rounds. I would imagine. And then I did. What did I do last week? That came out on oh uh, Jonah Radio. Did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I did some other one off book, of course, with Elliot, and did a great job. Yeah, guys, uh, I haven't listened to that. Ah! been getting some good feedback on that. Congratulations, you yeah. deserve it. You did great on there for all the shit you get on the uh, <laughs> message boards about this show, or you know, direct emails that I get at the uh, right into my mailbox, or the or the, or or the, the letters with white powder that I get at, at my post office. Oh box, no! Yeah. Oh boy! Wait, what? Hope that's not true. I uh, I will tell you this, Elliot, that uh, um, somebody uh, complimented your work on Jimmy's records and tapes, uh, and they said this is my favorite Elliot work. I don't have to listen to him. Ha! That's what somebody uh, thought was okay oh, to email me. Okay, and, I was gonna say, and and you thought you would share it with me because yeah. <laughs> I never would have known. Yeah, you could. Oh, you could have stopped oh, that. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, full disclosure, that never happened. All right. Oh, uh, all for humor. All for humor. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? Or, or did it? Or did I, it? I'm never covering your tracks now. You'll never know if one or seven people sent that email to me. Or zero. Was it all a bit? Or did seven people send that email to me? It's a very specific number. It, it seems to be. But I you mean, know, that's I always use the number seven. That's my... Uh, that's my uh, I, I have a friend who's a detective, and she says the more specific people are, the more likely they're lying. Mm-hmm. Because cause when you when if, if think about if I said what did you do three weeks ago on Monday? Oh, I was uh, oh on Monday uh, at nine forty five. I was in the car <laughs> at nine fifty. I remember turning all uh, right because Chris Cuomo was on the radio and I immediately I was ready to get after it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I'm yeah. with you. You never taught uh, told us you had a friend that was a detective. Yeah, she. I think, uh, I think you have. Yeah, she was at the LAPD. Now she, I think she's moved to Detroit, but um, but she was uh, she was a you know. Um, regular officer, and then she studied and became a detective. And she did that for a year or two, and now Sounds she's like off to a, Detroit. She did a reverse Axel Foley. Uh-huh. She went oh from, yeah, from here to Detroit. Uh huh. He went from Detroit. Motown City Cop. <laughs> That'd be the uh, oh yeah, the reverse of that would be Hills yeah. Oh, good call. Oh, that actually well, they are. That's a good supposedly idea. Supposedly going to do a what would it be a fourth? Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. yeah, maybe that would be a fun. He goes back. Yeah, you think he still wears that jacket? And now he's all LAFI'd. He's like looking for his kale and they all make fun of him. <laughs> That'd be fun. I know he's going to uh, say a lot of other different things as well in 2020 than he would have said. Oh, then. but that would be an interesting way for Eddie Murphy, the person, to do sort of a, uh, an embedded uh, addressing of his problematic stand up from yesteryear. Like he could be the now he could be the guy going, come on, guys, you can't say that. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Because like all of his buddies from Detroit who we grew up with presumably aren't politically correct at all and they're throwing the F word around and he's like guys come on yeah come on we can't do that <laughs> but then, of course, then here comes Axel's but in a comedy then the joke has to be then they just they just go even harder on him like that would be the funny thing and also the very inappropriate thing yeah but you know what probably the more watchable <laughs> yeah I'm in on that better times man better times 
Uh, when is his Saturday Night Live? When is he hosting that? I was thinking about that today. That's a good question. I thought it was supposed to be... Around Christmas, right? Yeah, like now. I think it's the last episode of the of the year. Of, of 2019, year. so it so, must be next weekend or a couple weekends. I think we, we got Scarlett Johansson this coming weekend, I believe. Okay, I didn't watch this last one yet. Yeah, who is this last one? It was uh, J-Lo, Jennifer oh. Lopez, who is 50 years old. And they do one thing during her monologue that made Oliver and I laugh like idiots. Did you see it, Gary? No, I heard it was terrible. Who? What was terrible? The whole episode. Who did you hear that from? Uh, Twitter, somewhere, somebody. Maybe I, Facebook. I, I saw a lot of that on the internet. Uh, you liked it? We, we're only... We're past the monologue and into a couple of sketches, and I didn't think it was as bad as the internet was saying it was. Uh... December 21st, by the way, is Eddie Murphy's. Oh, mm. Merry Christmas, huh? There we go. Eddie Murphy. What do you got? Yeah, Gumby. What else is he going to do? Mr. Robinson. Mr. Robinson. They, were, it could sure. be a, they could do a parody uh, of that, the movie with Tom Hanks. There's no question. But it's him. That it, would be it'll be, the, it'll be a digital short. Yes. It'll be that. Yes. That'll be great. It's a no-brainer, and it's going to be so funny. It'll be a no-brainer, and it'll be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the poster. I was just about to say the same thing, and you already said it. And then I was like, I realized I'm just repeating what you just said. <laughs> Oh, I'm dumb. Maybe I could, uh, uh, as the show, as our show, because now Garen's sitting over there, everything's changing. Maybe we can evolve the show to the point where I'm not even in the room. I'm just at home and I'll say something and then like I'll say something in your ear and you just repeat it. Oh, that's the best way to do this. Um, uh, but and you would still talk as well, or you would just uh, occasionally when I when I have a thought, I'll say it into my microphone and you'll hear it. Only you hear it. And then uh, and then if you like it, you use it. If you don't. I move so, on. So then, if, again, if, we moved him over here so I could see him. You going off site is going to hurt the program. It makes no sense, but uh, it would it would make my life easier. Well, you know what really <laughs> makes no sense was ever having him over here. That uh, that never made sense. Well, when it now was, that I see him over here, you know what's weird is when it was a couch. He should have at least been on the other side of the couch, right? Yeah, I he, think it was purely a, a wiring situation. Like, oh, it was wiring. It was just because of the length, literally the length of the cord to his headset. Yeah, yeah, it used to be across the floor. Right. Yeah. Oh, now it's. Oh, it's nice. I didn't know. Yeah, it's that. Nice. everything's nice. nice now, man. We spent yeah. some time in here on Friday, mm-hmm. making it gussing it up. Good for you. Nice. By the way, your Star Wars oh, jacket is in there, uh, so oh. that you could uh, take that home, and okay. I don't know, burn it. Whatever you plan <laughs> on doing with that thing. I can wear it. You can wear it to the episode nine uh, opening night. Oh, there you go. That's coming up. It is. No, congratulations, you guys. I've been I've been meaning to rewatch all of the the movies, and I just haven't had any time. I haven't even watched one of them. All 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 eight, or just the three? I was only gonna I was gonna go four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, uh, I, 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 hear, I hear who you are. <laughs> yeah, that's who I am. I'm a guy who doesn't want to acknowledge the prequels, and I don't feel the need to watch Rogue One or, or Solo, even though I, I like them both, but um, I don't consider them part of the the saga. Oh, maybe our guest is here. All right, Garrett, let's see how that new seat works with you getting out. Then you recommend he comes over here, of course. Um, sits there, you know, comfortably. Please point out uh, you're Mr. Pardo's assistant. You got a new location. Hey, you didn't have that shock. Oh man, you know what? No, so, there's so many benefits to this. There's less less shuffling for him to get to the door. Well, I I, I did think like because he's so slow, it's nice that he does, has to take three less steps. That'll be because you know, <laughs> he's so slow. <laughs> It'll give him more time to talk to the guest. Just literally just states the obvious <laughs> in a hurtful manner, you know, because he's so slow. I'm just talking logistics, guys. I don't. He's not a fast <clears throat> walker. Uh, or all right, there's Karen Cockrell coughing his way in. There's <laughs> Brad Morris comes in with a not very nondescript hat. Uh, I can't I can't. Decide oh, what, what the, 
What ball club is that? This is a uh, Jacksonville uh, minor league cap. I think it's time that we all <laughs> pay a little more attention to the little guys. <laughs> well, we can't, Brad, because they're taking 41 of those teams away from us. I know. Wait, what's happening? The uh, Major League Baseball is getting rid of, I think the, I think the number's 41. They're getting uh-huh. rid of 41 minor league teams. Wow. And some of them are like successful teams. Yeah. And others are in cities like, if you get rid of our team, literally... 5,000 people will lose their job. Oh, no. Why are you, like, it's the dumbest. Brad Morris, your thoughts? My thoughts are, uh, I, I never like people losing jobs, so that's the first thing. And then the second thing is, I, I come at that from a very personal place because uh, I spent the season as a PA announcer for the Joliet Jackhammers, hmm. uh, which is an independent league team. And it was Wait a minute. the most fun, the most fun job I've ever had. One of the worst paying jobs I've ever had. <laughs> so when you're saying you're losing 5,000 jobs, it's seasonal work, that's that's true, but it's the most fun seasonal work. But it's not get. seasonal to the to the front office. To the front office, for sure, yes. Right, exactly. I want to hear more about this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you being the Absolutely. PA announcer. We'll do that when you get him on uh, the yeah, actual yeah. microphone, because yeah. that sounds like a, a gig that I would murder somebody for. I would, <laughs> I boy, I would love to have that gig. Are you kidding me? I can pick out someone for you to murder and then line you up with the joke. Okay. Yeah. All right, great. Well, all right, Brad Morris is here to help. Uh, he's got the Jacksonville Jackhammers. No, that was the Joliet Jackhammers. I need to, you know what? I'm going to do some research right now. All right, you look that up. Yep. Uh, the J, uh, look, look up the name league. of the team of the hat you're wearing. Yeah. I know. I just bought a hat by the, uh, I, I will not be able to pull the, uh, the team. I bought the hat for the Cannonballers. Who's that? Ooh. Uh, they're out of somewhere. Garen, please look that up for me, the Cannonballers. And you're going to love this logo. And then I think, unbeknownst to me, that the, the reason that it, it, it uh, all of a sudden maybe I saw this online is they may have been featured in an episode of Ballers, which oh. then makes me not want to wear this hat. Mm. <laughs> no no to, uh, disrespect to our friend Rob Cordry or to my friend uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. More for the vibe of that and entourage and <laughs> yeah. the other bro-y type show. Jacksonville Suns. 1966 Jacksonville Suns. 66 uh, Jacksonville so, Suns hat. Yeah. Huh. And as a recent uh, Baldy, that's the t- uh, clinical uh, term, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm just into hats right now. So I have a lot of Cubs hats, uh, Sox hats, Bulls, Bears, what have you, as a Chicagoan. Mm-hmm. So I'd mix it up. And then these are like real like flannel-y, uh, which is great for this kind of weather. Yeah. Wear it in the summer. A little warm. It's a little warm. But yeah. it, it does make you feel like you're sort of in the eight men out days. And those guys, people, you know, yes, a lot a of cheater. them are terrible bastards, but they couldn't function at a high level because they weren't getting a lot of air. I through see. The, the Their hat. brains were being You're giving baked. them a little slack because of that. Yeah. Exactly. If I may, again, before we go to break, I will say about uh, about Brad's hat. It looks like uh, he was walking around the boardwalk and his parents went, hey, Jimmy, you want a hat? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you a hat with your initial on yeah. it. Absolutely. It seems yeah. like a, it seems like the that, maybe that's what it is. It's a Jimmy hat, and I didn't, I you know, not, not oh. the condom Jimmy hat. <laughs> but maybe that's subconsciously. I was I, like, there, there we go. There's yeah. no question. I was gonna say it looks like a like if you went to a Mets game and you're like, hey, they have a hat for every letter of the alphabet. So oh, if yes. you want a Mets hat with your initial on yes, it, you can buy absolutely. that. Yeah, it's got that vibe as well. And again, Jimmy. Yes, like if think. that would be the you would buy that one. I would buy for myself. I would probably get the J. Yes. At Ch- is it Chase Field? Now? What do they call their? Uh... No, it's not Chase. City, 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 City Field, City Field, another bank. Uh, Garen, who are the Cannonballers? The Canapolis? Yeah, Canapolis Cannonballers. Canapolis And show the guys the logo because it is a wonderful logo. You want the, the, the guy in the helmet or the actual just team logo? Guy in the helmet. 
The guy, uh, the, 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 the cap. Kannapolis sounds like a cartoon city. <laughs> right? It doesn't sound like a real place. Right. Isn't that where the, like, uh, the newsboy from Superman came yeah. from? Came from Kannapolis? Yeah. Jimmy the newsboy. Jimmy the the canned people. The website's too small to, image of it is too small to show. So. Karen, there's no small websites. It is? <laughs> it's just. Yeah, it's just a little mini guy. Money too tight to mention. Uh, there oh, there is. Oh, love it. Look at so my hat is a blue hat. That is fantastic. With nothing That's but the really guy good. getting shot That's out of the cannon. Really good. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's the mustache is what sells it. Everything is big it, bushy it's mustache. wonderful. It's a wonderful logo. But shouldn't they be shouldn't cannonballs be spelled with a K if the town is with a K? Isn't that normally how that stuff works? Hmm, That's one K shy of a problem. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I think you're on to really what's the reasoning there? Yeah. Uh, Matt, you are once again bring, somewhat bringing up a classic Jimmy Pardo bit. Yeah. About how uh, the Washington was it the Washington Wizards is that who that was? Uh, who was the uh, the basketball team? The something Wizards. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's Grand a team. Uh, and then I, I as yeah. a standing up comic, oh, yeah. said that the in Tennessee it's uh, different than the minor league team, the blah blah, blah Grand Wizards. Yeah. Yeah. Bring your own bat night. Yes. Uh, you know, it's uh, everybody uh, uh, hood night or whatever. Mm, everybody yeah. gets a free hood. That was part of Jimmy's early nice. standing up comedy days. You know what? Uh, you could have worked that into your joke about uh, how you can't wear red hats anymore. And then, then there's the whole thing of like, oh, you're a Reds fan? No, you're, you know, because that could have been another thing. Like you like the, oh, you like the Wizards? Oh, no, you like the Grand Wizards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Go Wizards. No, Grand Wizards. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty Bring it back. It's, it's still there. It hasn't gone anywhere. I'm sorry. I butchered the actual bit and trying to explain ah, to you. You know what? what? Let them see it live. They don't need to hear the... It's okay that you butchered it. If you said it perfectly, then when they well, see will it you live, t- Will surprised. you tell because because people might not I'm know. not going to tell it. No, you wait and see me live. That's part of the standing But what about Brad? He's never going to come see you live. <laughs> I might. I might. Where, no, Brad's... What's uh, the next gig? Uh, the end of January in Bloomington, Indiana. See you there. <laughs> uh, all right. Brad Morris is here. He's taking time away from guest starring on every sitcom that's ever been made. Right. Uh, we are thrilled that he's here. He... Uh, I don't, I don't know Brad to be in motion pictures, and I think that's the accurate thing. I think he's a small screen actor. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, uh, Brad and I did a, a charity event for a uh, congressman out of uh, Illinois not Sean that long Kasten, ago. Sean Caston, that's right. Sean Caston. Mm-hmm. Are we allowed to say his name? I, I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to shrink your, your base here. Oh, it's it shrunk. shrunk. We pre-shrunk it like a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. Matt, as it's written, it tells me to say, holy shit, the holidays are already here. But, I, you know, I don't care for that language. Oh, that is very offensive. So I'm going to change it. Holy mackerel. The holidays are already here. <laughs> they are. Well, thankfully, Movement Watches has got you covered this season with hundreds of watches, blue light glasses, sunnies, and jewelry styles to choose from. Now, I remember the last time we discussed these. Sunnies are what? Sunglasses? Sunglasses. Yeah. Do you know anybody that calls them that? <laughs> no. Uh, hey, don't forget your sunnies. But I got to be honest, I love it. It sounds like something that Australians would call sunnies. Ah, uh, go away, your sunnies. Yeah, get all shrimp on the babby and put a sunnies on. You guys got sunny D? Oh, yeah. You uh, know I love sunny D. <laughs> uh, listen, Movement Watches, uh, they got sleek, uh, minimal designs. They are uh, in-house. They're, they design these things in-house, and they start at just 95 bucks. That's less than $100, Matt, mm-hmm. for a premium, good-looking timepiece. Very nice-looking thing. If you want to dress it up, that's what I do if I'm going out to a wedding or some nice like a bar mitzvah or something dressing up a little bit put a tie on just feel like you gotta if you're gonna put a tie on you gotta put the movement watch on too i'm gonna tell you something buddy uh i went to a holiday party over the weekend and uh where i wore a long sleeve shirt and uh, this uh was too bulky 
Yeah. So that's the beauty of uh, having the sleek yes. movement watch as a standby for your more uh, right. uh, yeah, if high you want, end events. If you want to track your whatever, there's 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 devices for that. But if you want to look like an adult uh, dressed up nice, then you go right. with the movement watch. I'm going to dress you up in my watch. <laughs> uh, movement's making it easier to stuff your stockings. Again, I don't care for this language. Uh, impress your family while your partners buy your partners round around and get around uh, or treat yourself with the perfect gift the, uh, thanks to beautiful curated gift boxes boy that yeah, listen if I may if you're buying yourself a watch because of the box and it could be oh beautiful who but it does add to the experience I, I understand that to the others yes for the receiver or the recipient yeah. it's nice uh, look there's a whole cottage industry of people unboxing things on the internet so obviously yeah, people like point. opening boxes uh, his and her gift guides uh, free quick shipping right to your door just in time for the holidays. No, we're like home for the holidays. Pick a style that you personally uh, like and then uh, get it for yourself. Love it. Right. That's how watches work. I, again, I wore mine over the weekend and uh, I'd like to say people complimented me on it, but uh, they didn't know I was wearing it because it was uh, sleekly underneath mm-hmm. my uh, shirt sleeve uh, where I could then go. What time is it? Oh, time to leave this Dullsville. <laughs> I uh, went to many. I uh, went to a couple of great parties. Went to uh, one that I will describe as Dullsville. Uh, the big winners this holiday season are the people that uh, get a gift from Movement. That is MVMT. Now here's how you can save some money. Uh, get 15% off today. That includes free shipping and returns uh, by going to movement.com slash never. That is MVMT.com slash never. That is MVMT.com slash never. And you're going to get 15% off and free shipping and free returns. Movement watches. Movement. Join the movement. Uh, the holiday shopping season is here, and this year you can gift uh, that will inspire next year's good habit, and you can do that with Quip. Oh, Quip. Did you, Matt, now last time we did a, uh, we talked about Quip, you were talking about uh, uh, second-handing yours down to, uh, to Charlie, Charlie. so I could get the black one. Did you do it? I didn't actually do it. Can I, I tell you something? Yeah. I... I, I had it in my hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Through their computer my, screen? My old one. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> uh, to then go, hey, Oliver. Uh-huh. And then I was like, what, what are you doing, man? Yeah. I, I, what are you doing? I couldn't I couldn't really, at the end of the day, justify buying a fifth Quip toothbrush for the house. It just seemed I, stupid. Uh, uh, that said, if you had five people in the house, uh, that would That's make perfect, perfect sense. amount. Yeah. Uh, Quip's electric, uh, electric toothbrush, uh, refillable floss, and toothpaste are all intentionally designed to make good habits simple. The electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations at a timer with 30-second pulses to guide your routine. Now, as I said on the last time we did one, um, and I was reminded this morning, uh, you know, I went uh, a week and a half, 10 days without a, I had to use my manual brush because my old Quip was in the shop mm-hmm. and my new Quip arrived. And boy, I, I said this once, but it's like a vacation. Yeah. Boy, it's, it just feels nice on the teeth and the mm-hmm. gum. Uh, Quip delivers brush heads, floss and toothpaste every three months. So you're good. New habits can last all year. Uh, that is why Quip is the perfect gift. Join over 3 million happy customers. You got three in this room right now. Mm-hmm. And check everyone off your gift list with Quip. I love Quip. Matt loves Quip. Elliot loves Quip. Everybody loves Quip. Now, oh, let Quip. Garen left. He already went home. That's why he wasn't included. In well, I imagine right now he's got his Quip in his mouth and he's uh, shining those shoppers. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to getquip.com slash Pardo. That is G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Pardo to save on gift sets and then get your first refill free with a refill plan. To get your first refill free, 
Go to getquip, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Pardo, getquip dot com slash Pardo. Quip, what a way to brush. Hello, Indidius. Welcome back to the program. Episode 40, nope, episode 20. I was looking at the clock. Episode 2518, is that what we settled on? Mm-hmm. And uh, we are at 44 minutes and 47 seconds in. Uh, I want to make clear that, that I was looking at the clock when I said episode four. I'm not an idiot. I mean, I am. But uh, in that case, there was a reason why the number four came up. Uh, Brad Morris is here. He's taking time away. He was recently on The Good Place. Yeah. Did a great job over there. That show is uh, winding down and uh, still a, a wonderful show. Uh, Great show. I love it. I love pulling a plug on a show where they go, you know what? Let's not drag this we out. We did it. Yeah. Modern Family. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, we'll say it. Yeah. Love oh. Boat. Is that still on? <laughs> Enough already, Love Boat. Remember when they brought Love Boat back as a drama? I mean, yes. the, the first one yes. wasn't really funny to begin with. Yes. But they brought it back as a drama. Yeah. Heavy, man. Yeah. When was that? 15 years yeah. ago. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I vaguely remember the that. The guy who played, uh, I believe, maybe I'm wrong. The Stubing? guy who played, the, the captain was yeah. the gentleman who played the lawyer on Seinfeld. Uh, wow. What, what's that guy's? Chilvis or what was that character's name? Oh. Um, the, the Johnny Cochran ripoff. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I believe that guy ended up playing the captain. Really? I got to look huh. back at that. I think, that, is that the same guy, Garen? You're talking Jackie, right? Jackie, Jackie Childs. Yeah. Jackie. Jackie Childs, yeah. Who, what's, the character, what's the actor's name? Is it from 98 to 99, that one? The Love Boat? That sounds right. Love Boat, The Next Wave? The Next Wave. Uh-huh. Aaron, on UPN from 98 to 99 with Robert Urich as Captain Jim no. Kennedy. No, no. Then it's not that one. Urich. Phil a... Morris? That's Jackie, Phil Morris. Oh, so Phil Morris was in there. He was, he was Isaac? Chief Purser Will Sanders. He was the purser, uh, not purser. the captain. Okay. Yeah. So I was right. Okay. I got Still some, don't know what a purser impressive. is. <laughs> a purser is the gentleman who, uh, well, a bursar gets punched in Hamilton. You know yeah, I, I know that. That's they handle the money yeah, at a college. Uh, a purser is the guy on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> he handles the purses? Yeah, you, you know, it's like, like when you like get a on coat the, check. Yeah, you get on the boat. The women turn their purses over to him. Yeah, I got him. Thank you, Gopher. <laughs> Thank you, Frank Randy. Is he still a politician? He, he was. He was. He was a congressman, congressman right? Yeah. Yeah, he, he made an appearance on um, an episode of a show called Great News that I used to work on, and I had a blast working with him. And his son is a, is a writer producer, Comedy Charlie, writer, yeah. who's fantastic. Yeah. And you're friends with Charlie. I went to high school with Charlie. No way. Yeah, yeah. All right, so then you know all about the uh, the Grandy the, the, uh, yeah, legacy. I do, yeah. yeah. We we heard a lot about it. Uh, <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> Constant. But it, it was kind of cool to be like, that guy's dad was Gopher. And then yeah. like, now he's a congressman. Like, that's crazy in two different ways. It's weird for me to think of anyone being, because there was definitely some excitement in a small pocket, like Horatio and I, for whatever reason, just really excited that Gopher was there. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I kept thinking, there's probably people in, is it Connecticut or what, where, uh, I think it was Iowa, 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 was Iowa where, where, uh, who are excited because you would be taking a, a picture with a former congressman, mm-hmm. Grandy, which yeah. is, I'm like, that means nothing to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, he's Gopher. Right. Was he a conservative or liberal? Uh, de- was he Democrat or Republican? I think he was a Democrat. Democrat, but I feel like in Iowa, it's sort of like Republicans yeah. and Democrats. You're you can so, sort of be, yeah, you can be in the middle. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. An Iowa right. Democrat is basically a California Republican. Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't I'm remember sure that you're going to get some feedback on that. <laughs> I, I, and well, I, our current congressperson. <laughs> also, I don't know what I'm talking about. I just thought it was a funny thing to say. I have no well, no basis for that opinion. That doesn't make you special. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's the prerequisite I'm to fo- talk yeah, politics. I'm yeah. following the rules of you're, the current run game. our country with that kind of yeah, right. stupidity. Uh, all right, let's check in over there with the Pop Goals Bees Info Desk. That is sponsored by Dogpile.com. That's our friend Garen Conkerl over there in a new seat. And I'm already loving, already loving you over there. 
New seat, new day. Acknowledge I'm talking. Although he got stuck in it uh, during the break. I did couldn't, couldn't figure really out how to get out. He got stuck in it like a, like a cat who put its head in a bag. <laughs> like, it was it was that. Like, he's like, I can't get out. Like, well, just move it literally a half inch and you'll get out. But I can't. I'm stuck here forever. He's the old ladies on the escalator. It was the, was the desk was wedged between the two arms? Uh, between the two legs on the, oh, the that bar. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. It literally has never happened sitting here. Yeah, it's the same chair. It, it's bizarre. I could not do anything to get out. Mm-hmm. I was frightened. Yeah, it took you all of maybe a flick, a, a flick of the wrist <laughs> uh, to get out. Uh, all right, well, Garrett, now that you're uh, comfortable and the uh, the chair is uh, you're no longer locked in, uh, how was your weekend? Anything uh, of import happen? Uh, no, just basically hung out. Um, what did I do? You see any movies? You always see movies. I haven't seen anything new lately. I watched this French horror Christmas movie called Deadly Games. <laughs> I thought Brad was going to say, I've seen that. Instead, he just laughed at your face. <laughs> I actually now want to see it. It's uh, about, the, it's like Home Alone meets Silent Night, Deadly Night. Ugh. So it's this creepy hey, yeah, guy. So it's Home Alone plus Silent Night, Deadly Night equals unwatchable. Go ahead, though. I'm listening. It's, it's, it's fun to watch, but it gets a little, there's some bizarre choices. Is it night, super campy or just like mid camp? It's French camp. French camp. Subtitles? Yes, mm-hmm. which I wasn't anticipating when I started watching it. I didn't know it was French until I put it on. I had seen someone tweet about it. Bonjour. But it's this weird, brilliant kid who's turns his house into a. Uh, he's got he's got like trap doors. Heavy on the booby the traps. Yeah. Yeah, but before Santa shows up to kill him, he's already got trap doors that he uses to play with his dog, and he's got all these weird. <laughs> it's very whimsical in a weird way, but that sounds. Very is there talk of making an American version, Garen? Probably not. This was from 1989, so I don't. Okay. I don't think. I think it expired on that yeah. interest. Yeah, it could be good if they did. But. Wait, does that technically predate Home Alone? It does. Do they have a lawsuit on their hands? That's like a year. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. <laughs> Chris Columbus, we're coming for you. Yeah, <laughs> we're coming for it. Yeah, it's it's pre Home Alone. Interesting. Hmm. Hey, Chris Columbus, uh, the original one was a rapist. But yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the one that came over, uh, got, oh, yeah, that yeah, got no, lost. I know, I know who you're talking about. "Quote unquote," discovered America. Yes. he uh, was a rapist. He did a Is lot that of, right? A lot of bad things. Yeah, not a good guy. Well, I knew, I knew not he wasn't a great guy, but this, uh, this just uh, takes it to a new level. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, I can't speak for the director. I, I, no, I have not heard anything uh, no, bad about I him. He's, I feel he's yeah. raped my pocketbook a few times. Sure, oh, no, sure. <laughs> yeah, he, made, he made one bad movie, didn't he? He made a few bad ones. Yeah. Yeah, he had a nice, he had a, did he do uh, Mrs. Doubtfire also? Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, I he believe he did. That's a great movie. Mm-hmm. But, but then he did something that he he fell way far. He was like riding high on those right. two movies. And then uh, he made some big stinker that was cost a lot of money, I think. I'll tell you this. The woman who wrote Mrs. Doubtfire is uh, an EP on uh, the Mad About You reboot. Really? Randy Mayhem Singer? Oh, yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah. Oh, yeah. She's a big time. She's done a lot of stuff. Yeah. I forget what the other thing was that. She's very, very funny. So the Mad About You reboot, if, if, if you guys could help me with this, that's on Spectrum. Is that the only place to see it? For now. Yes, right now. Mr. Okay. Riser tweets out every 12 oh, minutes oh, that they're looking for okay. uh, elsewhere. I and, see. and sorry, it's so difficult. Got it. I'm sure he never intended to be the PR leg of Probably or, not. You know, quality control. I am personally enjoying hearing that that's now something he's had yes. to do. <laughs> uh, I once saw him at a, at, <laughs> at a gate uh, in Calgary. Don't know what he was shooting there. Maybe Fargo. Was he in the was first season of Fargo? Maybe no. not. She must have been shooting something there. Uh, but I was there with a group of people. We were on the road touring, doing a show. 
he was so uncomfortable to have to be with just normal civilians at a normal commercial gate at American. And I kept thinking, I will now spend the rest of the time between uh, whenever I saw him and boarding just to see if anyone at all recognizes him. Not one person. Nobody forget, forget about bothering him. No one even had any idea who that was. Mm-hmm. So then it just became a one-sided game of cat and mouse that he was playing <laughs> with himself in this gate. You know, kind of head down, books and papers, <laughs> and why aren't we already boarding? Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, this is fantastic. <laughs> exactly. uh, meanwhile, Jim Belushi and Larry Joe Campbell, you know, uh, I would say that those are three different levels of notoriety uh, and recognizability. I only know one of those two people. Okay. Uh, okay. Well then, so Jim, just the idea that Jim, and then yeah, Jim, 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 <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So just the idea that Jim, who, who I, I think uh, does, yeah, has a healthy sense of self. Uh, I think I, that was an exciting mm-hmm. and that he didn't see riser riser. Didn't see him. They were approaching things very differently. I really enjoyed that. Uh, so then now when I turn on my TV, because I do still have just straight up old school cable, uh, which means that when I want to watch something on Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, I have to go through a weird uh, gauntlet w- with my remote control. And you have and to see Spectrum News. I have to see Spectrum News, which, which my one thing is Spectrum News, a little better than I thought it was going to be. We talk about yeah. it all the time. A little better than Love I thought it, it was going to be really good. Yeah, Love yeah. it. Okay. And so, but it's still disconcerting to see them promoting this huge at least because of my age, I'm like, mad about you. It's here. This is here. Yeah. yeah. It's just strange for me. Yeah. Uh, and but it's I good to watch. The mad about you reboot is good. It. It's actually really good. He yeah. is, uh, as uh, Matt and I talked about it the other night, uh, he's just flawless, Paul Reiser. He's Very just, good. he's he delivers, such a great man. actor. He knows he, everything about him is, he, he doesn't look like he's acting ever. He He's really, really good, natural. And uh, loved him in, in Beverly Hills Cop also. Mm-hmm. And he's just, uh, He's fantastic. He's in the sweet spot for, you know, uh, my age bracket. So I was excited. I thought I was like, well, here's a chance for me. I'm in Calgary. Let's. He wanted nothing to do with anyone there, including Wait, were you, you. Were on the same we're same plane, and but then were I, you I were doing him. the same project. Not at all. Oh, that okay. was the whole. Yeah, that that would have been even worse. Because it sounds like a better. lot of people in one gate. Were, were you working with any of those people? Yes. Yeah. Jim and Larry. Who is Larry? <laughs> Larry Joe Campbell, who's a gem of a guy, and you guys should have him on your show. He's he's nope, really didn't hear of him until 32 <laughs> seconds ago. You need to know of him. So he was Jim's sidekick uh, uh, guy on According to Jim. He's okay. a Second City Detroit ah. guy. He's also in Hall Pass. He's uh, the guy who poops in the sand trap in, in <laughs> Hall Pass, which, guys, if you haven't seen that movie Please, it's the holiday season. It's a perfect time to see Hall Pass. A um, couple good hat hanger scenes, gags in that movie. But um, yeah, Larry Joe's uh, super great. I'm trying to think. He was on the Orville for the first couple seasons. He's a very, if you think I'm on uh, pop up on TV shows, now that you know who Larry is or you know the name, still, still don't. don't. Thank you. Um, Karen, you got a picture great, of this guy? Uh, really funny actor, but also even better guy. Yeah, yeah, he is a good really human good, being. good human being. And uh, yeah, I used to do a bit when we would travel on the road. They, so Jim put together, actually, Rob, who's a friend of mine uh, from growing up in Chicago, Jim's son, he put together a kind of a touring show. Uh, and we used to go travel around and do those shows every, you know, come on, every Indian casino looking for us to come and, and just according to gym fans who are like <laughs> okay well guess we'll watch whatever else they have to offer us for 45 minutes um 
but uh, we had a lot of fun on the road. And I used to do a fun bit where we, you know, take the little trams from from gate to gate uh, in airports. And I would uh, surf uh, in the middle and act like I didn't know them. So I would just be appearing to people on the tram like a cocky guy uh, who thinks he's good at surfing on those trams, putting the bags down and proudly standing, Uh uh, holding nothing. Um, Larry, though, Larry liked that bit a lot. So that was really for him. Um, Mm -hmm. So Larry's great. Uh, How the hell are we talking about Larry Joe Campbell? Because of Riser, and he's amazing and mad about you, and I need to watch the new one. And Spectrum News... Alex I'm Cohen, sure. you know, Alex Cohen is like one of the anchors. She's on KPCC. And so like I was like, oh, that's what that person looks like. Yeah. I just heard her for years. But that kind of tells you like they took someone from public radio. And that's what I appreciate about it is it doesn't have that like cable news vibe at all. It has no, more, like, it's very public... nuanced and, yeah. and good. They, yeah, they all do a great job. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I like every. And it looks good. Person over there. It looks wonderful. And it yeah. looks great. Brad, nobody's Come on. talking bad about the parents. <laughs> uh, Garen, you got a picture of Larry Joe so that I could put this topic to bed? <laughs> yeah, but I'm trying to find one that you guys would recognize. I, I definitely recognize him. You know that yeah. guy? Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy's like, nope. I, I, I don't know. I could see him at a, at a gate in Calgary and just keep walking. <laughs> I know. That's a nice on like Riser. Go, Holy shit, that's Riser. <laughs> yeah, that's Riser. Yeah. Um, is it possible it wasn't Paul Riser? <laughs> um. I am so bad at so many things. What you are good at. One of the only things I'm good at is a face. And I'm not always good at putting the name with the face, but Mm -hmm. boy, am I good with a face, which I don't know what I can do with that. Nothing. Nothing. Except spot Paul Reiser in a Calgary airport. I feel like we got a, that's him. Yeah. Oh, no, it was Paul. That's Paul (laughs) No, 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 it was Paul. Uh, And and that was sort of the face he was making (laughs) when I tried to make eye contact with him. Like, do not look my way. He's a very nice man. I believe everything about it, including that he was just having a day where he didn't want to be bothered, and he's entitled to that. Um, Mm -hmm. I have those days all the time. My kids totally disregard that. Yeah, (laughs) right. I was yeah. at the airport in uh, Las Vegas once, and I recognized Gino Vanelli, the great Canadian crooner, Gino Vanelli, and said, I'm going to make Gino Vanelli's day and go over and tell him how much I like his new album, which was 100% true. Uh, and uh, he gave me that. Uh, really? Really was. Uh, oh, thank you. In a way, like I'm bothering him. And I was. But sure. Dude. No. When's the last time somebody 20 years younger than you came up and said, I like your new album? You embrace me. You fucking you're, hug me. You're on. Yeah, you know, he. If you, he should have. He should have asked to take a photo with you. Right. Yeah. Well, because Gino <laughs> Vanelli, frankly, just sounds like a, a joke, uh, a character that you just created. <laughs> but it is not. <laughs> no, I believe it. He had huge hits, Brad. Really? He, yes. Like what? What would I know? Uh, probably the biggest one you would know is a big disco hit called "I Just Want to Stop." I just want to stop. Oh, tell that's you a huge. Feel about yeah. You, that's a great hit. That's yeah, a great song. That's Gino Vanelli. Wow. <laughs> Wow. I recognized him at an airport. V-A-N-I-L-L-I? You know, I never know if it's one L or... I don't never know okay. if it's two N's, one L, or Got it. one N, two L's. Yep, yep. yep. But is that, it is V-A, not V-I-N. It is Vanelli. Gino Vanelli. How does he feel about Millie? <laughs> Do we know? Doesn't like that joke, I can tell you that. <laughs> if he's anything like me. He didn't like you introducing yourself, so he certainly wouldn't like that pun. Don't care for that at all. <laughs> no, uh, hey, God, what I'm doing here is uh, I'm going to my artists uh, for this reason. I believe I have Gino in here, uh, you know, because things will download. Yeah, see, look, Matt, 
He's in there two different ways. Oh boy, that's confusing. Uh, and then they, bo- but they both gave you the photo of him. Yep. So like, it's common that it comes up incorrectly. Oh, so you you spotted him, you knew right away. And that's Gina Vanelli. This is exciting. And got a little butt, some butterflies. Yeah. And I was like, I gotta tell him. And you knew so so on the trip over to to uh, address him. Were you like, I know exactly what I'm gonna do, and yes. you know, I'm gonna go with the deeper cut. It's the newer stuff. It's I want to talk. New, it. Yeah. The brand. The, right. Literally, brand, the album came out the yeah. week prior. Yes. And I bought it because I'm a fan. Right. And it's like, hey, I like the I like the new. Uh, Not, I forget the name of the album. Nine out of ten people probably they see Sting at an airport. They're going to go up and either talk police or maybe one of the early solo solo albums. Yeah. No one's talking about the most recent thing he Nobody's did. Talking about the ship. What's Thank, it called? The something yeah, the, ship. The last ship. The, the, last, the ship. last ship. That he wrote like a musical. Like oh, okay. A Broadway oh, I did hear about musical. that. Yeah. Uh, which was it, the Amundsen, and yeah. I was sort of curious, but I, I don't think it's good. You know the story about Broadway. What happened was uh, he was in it, and then uh, oh, yeah. and then and it was selling out like crazy. And then he left the cast, and because the show's not good, uh, people stopped going. And then it's like we got to bring Sting he back, and then they brought Sting back. And got it. Mm-hmm. They started selling tickets again. By the way, uh, who knows? Maybe we go see it, and you, and you think it's terrific. Well, it's gone. I think it's already done. That last ship has sailed. Huh? Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, come on. That's a nautical term. You know, I love the sea. Uh, you know who would love that joke? Gino Vanelli. Oh, he would love it. I'll tell him next time in an airport. <laughs> okay. I know he doesn't like to travel by plane. Maybe he was nervous. You never know. Oh, Maybe he hates could it. Could have been nervous. What did, what did he say to you exactly? Oh, thank you. That's very nice. Uh, but in a like in a way like get you, lost. You please. get lost. Yeah, get lost. It's not a good feeling. To, no. to feel to feel that, uh, yeah, I, I did. I, I found myself ordering uh, like uh, a muffin next to David Crosby a couple mm-hmm. years ago, <laughs> <laughs> and that's just fun to say. And it really happened. And uh, and he turned to me. He turned to me and said, uh, "I come here a lot, and this place usually doesn't take this long." And I thought, "This is my opening." Uh, and the second I turned to him, and uh, he he saw that I registered who he was. He turned away like, "Oops, I shouldn't have said anything." And now I regret this, and I gotta go. He was and like, he, in his head, he was like "I was hoping you were young enough to not know." Who oh the yeah, fuck yeah, I am. No, like nobody, no wheelhouse. I gotta yeah. get out of here. <laughs> As I've said before, I enjoy following him on Twitter because he is not afraid to tell you his thoughts on anybody at any time. He's got the right attitude. He's, he was way ahead of the curve on that. Like I feel like that's now the president's thing. Yes. But like it, it was David Crosby's first. It was. Yeah. Uh, and actually, they've got some similarities, I think. Senility to some degree, probably. <laughs> you think so? You think that uh, Cros has the dimension? I think he might have a little touch of something. Because I do think he turned to me and maybe thought I was his wife. Oh. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I come here all the time and she's going like, yeah, I'm here with you. Yeah. You know. Um, but then again, sharp, sharp in that he decided absolutely want nothing to do with you. Oh, yeah. Very sharp. You know. All so. this conversation is making me think we might need to drop a theme song in here, Elliot. I don't know. It seems like we're talking about something uh, that's uh, right in the wheelhouse of this show. But maybe not. There we go. Oh, he's suing his Brad with it. was on purpose. That's perfect. Oh, on purpose. That was perfect. <laughs> on purpose. Uh, Brad's not for the man. home listener. Brad's it's not wearing so headphones. Good. And so he lifted up no, the I, headphones to hear that. I deserve that. <laughs> I deserve that. Uh-huh. I really do. Uh, all right, Gary, well, uh, over the weekend. Did you work over the weekend? I worked on Saturday. I love Christmas. I love retail at Christmas time. <clears throat> I love it. Are you enjoying it? Uh, I've been kind of fighting off this cold thing again, so I've been kind of in and out, but. Yeah, it's it was fine. That's what a hamburger's all about, buddy. It, it, I had that the other night too. What? Yeah, last night. Did you wait in that line? You tolerate that line? You we were inside. Yeah, it was. 
obnoxious. Which one? Over here? No, yeah. down in uh, Deep Van Nuys at the plant. Oh, you're over at the plant? Yeah. There's a movie theater there. There is. You ever go to that movie theater? I did a long time ago. That's where I saw the first Transformers movie. Um, is it Dicey? Is that movie theater Dicey? No, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, I haven't had any issues there. We went to Home Depot. That's why I was out in that area. No, that guy gave it to Trump. No, he did, didn't he? I made a joke over the weekend on Twitter, but that was a layered joke about, uh, you know, Trump over the weekend said we are, uh, what was the exact quote? I want to pull it because it was, uh, hang on. Guy's got away with words. Uh, <laughs> he is no question a, he did the thing in that press conference, Matt, where like, we always talk about like, if you didn't hate him, you would appreciate like like he was talking about the light bulbs and he's at one point he goes you know they make you look orange and if you're vain like me you don't want that and then he goes mm. so we're gonna have to change some light bulbs in the, some of the rooms at the white house yeah and if you like the guy you'd go look at him he's self-deprecating he's having right. fun yeah. but it, then he immediately then goes uh, mexicans are bad like okay uh, it makes me so mad when he shows that side because it's like it, i know it's counter to his actual essence which is to not take to 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 never have a sense of humor about himself right but, uh, so here's what uh, he said: uh, We're we're in a situation where where we're very ser- we're looking very strongly at sinks and showers and other elements of bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. So I tweeted out: I'm at Home Depot where I'm looking very strongly at sinks and showers and other elements of bathrooms, and I chose Home Depot because it's a Trump thing. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, you shouldn't go to there. Uh, like it, uh, of the 100 percent of responses, 80 percent got it. Ten yep. percent uh, telling me don't shop there because uh, the guy's a Trump supporter, and the other ten percent uh, giving me advice on what sink I should buy. <laughs> I'm not really at Home Depot, you dumb fucks. <laughs> but at least some of those people who didn't get it probably didn't know what you were referencing, so they were like, "Oh, you're literally." Oh, at no, that, Home so one hundred percent, they didn't understand. So, the, so the Home Depot CEO uh, or founder is a Trump supporter. I thought it was going to be that Trump doesn't like people going to Home Depot because there are lots of day laborers and stuff there. But that's I, not what it I is. I believe no. the gentleman gave to. I think, I, see. I think he's a donor. Yeah. Got it. Got but it, I think, it. I don't know okay. that he's, it might be one of those things where he founded the company, but he's not actively involved got in it. it anymore. I forget. I want to say it's that because I go to Home Depot. <laughs> of <laughs> course. Um, yeah, we all want to say it's, it. Again, it's one of those things where you don't go to Home Depot because you want to punish that billionaire. Well, then there's all those people that work there. You're punishing them. We got to quote our friend Elliot Hochberg over in there in the corner. You can't be on every jury. Right. It's true. I had a friend uh, who recently said to me, uh, I saw you were, uh, you got to meet the uh, owner of the Cubs, you know, Tom Ricketts. And I said, yeah. And I knew <laughs> Here where it, it was going. And uh, he's like, so you're okay to like sit in a seat if it's like the Cubs give you a free seat to a game? Are you okay sitting in the seat? I said, Absolutely. And he goes, really? Because, you know, when he's listing all that, I'm going, I know. And here's the thing. And, and they're about to be on th- their new TV deal is with Sinclair Media, which is, you yeah, know, uh, that's a tough one. And so he goes, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to like stop being a Cub fan? I said, you know, I'm not going to stop being a Cub fan. I said, I don't watch a lot of games at this point in my life. So I can kind of like we all create these little rivers and tributaries around all the bullshit that we all have to face each day because mm-hmm. we'd be paralyzed. You couldn't do anything uh, if you had to go. I can't do this, 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 this and this because of my political, religious uh, uh, views, it just gets to be hard because we know more than we've ever known mm-hmm. about the intricacies of all these things. 50 years ago, no one knew who backed all the things that we right. ate and what the political significance of all these things were. And so that ignorance was uh, bliss. It was bliss. Mm-hmm. In fact, I saw that on a pillow. <laughs> 
Uh, I will say the beauty of having the MLB package is that you never have to watch the Cubs on Sinclair. Exactly. You can watch the other. Exactly. Watch the uh, the other folks. That's exactly right. Uh, Which I enjoy anyway. Because I probably would not uh, watch it on Sinclair because they are just evil. Uh, that's, they are evil that's and evil. They, 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 they will remind you pretty regularly of that. Yeah. Even if you're like, you know what, how bad is it? Oh, it's oh, real bad. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's not great. And that actually made me... Uh, the reason I met Rick is because I have a friend who works at the team, not in the front office or anything. And and he was he's a very liberal guy. Uh, and he's like, I don't know how to feel about this. And I'm like, not great. Like, it's not a great feeling, but you yeah. don't. It's like I've you know, I grew up. I think I told you this when I met you, possibly uh, because uh, we were talking something maybe about Sox Park, Comiskey, whatever. My cousin, my cousin works for the White Sox. I grew up going to Sox games first because my dad worked at a job where they had Sox tickets. That was when I was four, five, six, seven. Around the time I was eight or nine, and the Cub games were on during the day, and I'd watch those after school, I also realized that I lived a lot closer to Wrigley than I did to Sox Park. So that was how I switched over. It would be a lot easier if I had never switched because this <laughs> yeah. is like it feels bad. No, that's a we like feels bad. Maybe Jerry Reinsdorf is an asshole too. You don't you don't know. I've not heard that he's an asshole. I as a Bulls fan, I feel like he's not great at being an owner. Yeah, mm. you know, um, he's very loyal. He's very very loyal. I mean, like Kenny Williams is good gracious. That's something else, and mm-hmm. I I. I won't throw my cousin under the bus because he's giving me some fun little tidbits. But you, suffice to say, is that what it is? Suffice to say, uh, he, he his loyalty trumps uh, good common sense. Good common sense. <laughs> One has to honor that. But I I would say so, and and I, and I would say that that I don't know his politics, but you know a lot of uh, billionaires tend to lean more conservatively, uh, but. I would think he wouldn't do a TV deal with Sinclair. And I believe, as a slight conspiracy theorist, that the Cubs and the Ricketts had a handshake to do that deal as part of getting into buying that team in the first place. Mm -hmm. Because that's who they've been. Uh, Tom Ricketts is a super nice guy and would never talk politics or get into any of that with you and his sister laura is a big democratic donor uh she's gay she's very uh, liberal in her politics um the dad is the one joe i think is the one who's like the big super PAC guy and all that stuff but i'm kind of like you kind of you know you could have done that on on apple tv you could have done it with (laughs) anyone you know and they would have given you the same money Mm -hmm. so then why do it why do it and then Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's kind of a bummer. It's the same with Jerry Reinsdorf. Why continue to have Rob Inventura manage <laughs> when it's obvious he's not good at the job? Oh, you're going to wait six years? Perfect. I just didn't understand how they could let Rob Inventura manage after the, the you know, Nolan Ryan uh, knuckle sandwich on the head thing. It just was too embarrassing. It, and uh, I loved him as a player, but I'm like, this this can't stand. You can't have that be a thing that people can always, <laughs> could always throw go, up. Oh, yeah, go, what, what about that? Yeah. Yeah, well, no, the Ryan's a hillbilly. Uh, <laughs> uh, Garen, good luck to you this weekend. Thank you, sir. I actually just remembered something. Yes, uh, I almost had a, a Jimmy Pardo incident at GameStop. You, Here we go. You almost Uh-oh. threw something. Uh-oh. Yeah. What happened at GameStop? I, uh, I, I, there was. We went in there just right before we went to eat, and uh, and I was just just to kill a few minutes. I was waiting for a Starbucks to get get made, mm-hmm. and I saw a Jason Bloom Funko Pop, and I'm like, oh, I want to get that. 
So I grabbed it. I got in line. It was me. Someone behind me literally was standing there for 10 minutes while this one person kept helping these people. But there were two other employees who were just sitting there putting stickers on games. No, move your ass. And I'm like, and Elias and Eric were there and they're like, what's going on? What are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just waiting to pay. These guys are out here doing nothing. Nobody wants to do anything. And they're like, why don't you just buy, buy it on Amazon? I'm like, I, I've never seen anywhere else. I can only get it here. And I, then we finally checked and, <laughs> and he's like, here, right here, Amazon. I'm like, uh, all right. So I just walked out. I put it on the counter, walked out, getting it from Amazon. Oh, <laughs> walked out the door. You showed them. Uh, I Ray, did. Ray, what you don't know about Garen is he only hangs out with guys that, whose first name begins with E. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, 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 again, this is old man Pardo. Uh, who's Jason Bloom? Bloomhouse. He's the producer of, of oh, the, the Bloom, Conjuring, right, right. the new Halloween movie and stuff. No, and he's, got a, he's got a Funko? Believe it or not. Or, well, wow. You certainly got to get that when you see it. Um, <laughs> Literally, why, like, it's at the, it's getting to the point where we have to be insulted that they're, they haven't made Funko Pops of us because everyone else in the world has one. Yes, and we've begged. Yeah. Brad, do you have one? I don't, but uh, you're making me wonder if I shouldn't reach out about it. <laughs> I yeah, feel like... should, there should be like a character actor one, I think, yes. like, like mm-hmm. a series. You know, I mean, like if Playing House had made maybe Thank gotten you. two more seasons in, which, by the way, great show. I'm Thank really you bummed. for being half the audience. We appreciate it. <laughs> you're the other, the other half. half. There we yeah. are. I knew I was here for a reason. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. You would have yeah. been one. Like they would have done I know, that eventually. I know. Bruce if, Caruso. Yeah. yeah. Well, that is amazing. Why is there? Why is Jason Blum or Bloom? I have. A, I don't get that actually. I really don't. It's the because are there, are there other sort of like media mogul There's ones? There's JJ Abrams. Okay. There's. Uh, I think they have a Matt Groening one. Hitchhawk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Alfred uh, Hamhock. Yeah. That's his name one. in Spider Ham. Uh, Guillermo del Toro has one. So some. Jason Bloom is an. Is there like a Bob Iger one or uh, <laughs> probably coming? Gates. I, that'd be fun. That is a weird one. Bezos have yeah. a, a Jason Bloom because who? Cheryl it feels, Sandberg. <laughs> it, it feels it feels a little off track, uh, but I guess yeah. But I suppose collectors. A, it's yeah, about collectors. Yeah, people yeah. have. He has a following yeah. because there you go. That type of fan. You know, you're a horror fan. You're the you're the target audience for. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's yeah to be purchased. Yeah. Yeah. I heard you're getting it on Amazon. Any truth to that? <laughs> I'm gonna get it from Amazon. Yeah. Congratulations. Get that free Prime shipping. I'll show up in a couple days then. When do the drones right. start dropping these things? Hmm. Oh yeah, when's that? It's coming, right? It's got to be soon. They're coming, Jim. They're testing it. <laughs> They're coming, Jim. The drones are coming. They're getting out at the right time, Jim. <laughs> This is perfect. Now we got the drones and the blacks. They're both coming. Oh, that's what's happening, Jim. You got your mom out of here just in time, Jim. Okay. Good to be back. Good to see you again. Just take the beef with the peppers then. Thank you. Uh, good to see you, Jim. Yeah, good to see you too, Jim. Um, let's check back in uh, behind Video Village. That is the wild boar, Elliot Hopper. Oh. Elliot, now you went to the Earwolf uh, Halloween, uh, Halloween party. <laughs> yep. Uh, holiday party. I did. Um, I could not go. Uh, that was on a Thursday night, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, family f- uh, commitments re- uh, restricted my uh, Nobody doubts go. it. What's that? Nobody doubts it. Uh, Matt, you also had uh, those I, family funds? Yes, I did. Uh, and, uh, don't call me out, you dickhead. <laughs> I had family commitments. Let's Thursday get into night. this a little bit. Uh, when you have a family, when you have children, you have yeah, the I, obligations. You have to pick them up from also, places. Also, who has a party on a Thursday night? A terrible night. 
It's not made for family people. No, that's mostly TV night. That's mm-hmm. where I sit down. I watch the great Dr. Cosby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the? Here comes Michael, Michael J. Fox. I, well, I was starting to say Alex P. Keaton and Michael J. Fox at the same time. Right, I, I got him. Then I put on my Michael Jackson videos. It's a great night. <laughs> Uh, how was the party? Did you have a nice time? I, I had a fine time. I was a, I, I had a little bit of a tickle in my throat. That I didn't realize until I got there, and so I didn't stay for very long. But um, I saw the uh, I saw the folks from Off Book. I got to say hi to them again. All right, terrific. We talked about uh, uh, the new uh, Star Wars land. What's Star Wars land called, Matt? Why am I Galaxy's Edge? Galaxy's Edge. I haven't been yet, but apparently, like they were talking about how the the level of uh, sort of play acting. From the from the Disney uh, cast, yeah, uh, has kind of gone down. I've I've read an article that they're scaling it back because they realize like the general it, it was not as popular as they expected it to be, mm-hmm. and I think they realized maybe one of the reasons is the average Disneyland attendee doesn't give that much of a shit about Star Wars that right. they want to be immersed in. Because like I went when it opened, and it really was like it wasn't like Disneyland. It was like you were in a Star Wars movie. Everything mm-hmm. around you and every person who worked there and even the the names of things on menus were just like indecipherable for, from a human perspective it was just like wow. this what it, so they've changed some of the names back to like hamburger yeah just exactly <laughs> just like this is just a hot so dog. is it gonna be more like uh we go to Tomorrowland, we go to Frontierland, we go to galaxy's edge it'll it, still it, be no it's still more intense than those places but uh i think they're trying to meet people halfway a little yeah. bit so they should have special days then because i agree because i i definitely like I do want to bound over there, and Garen sort of was very disappointed. Go. Yeah, I finally made it over there yeah. last week, and did we even talk about that? I guess no. I was uh, here. Saw your Twitter feed. I was not. I was really disappointed. You were it bummed that felt, they weren't getting in. It, it felt like it had been open for a decade, and nobody cared anymore. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was like, what? This is. What are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah, there used to be a thing where um, there's a place where you can build your own lightsaber, but because the village is being is occupied by the Empire or the new the First Order in, in this world that you step into, that, that no one would tell you, oh, yeah, if you want to make a lightsaber, go there. They'd be like, oh, if you have any uh, junk parts, like they, everything was like they were like trying to like, like be code. sneaky about it. Like, oh, yes, yeah, so if you're looking for wink, wink, uh, uh, space junk, you go. Th- and now they just so no lightsabers right there. <laughs> they they overshot the Ren Faire quality. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's yeah. exciting. I'm now I'm sad that I didn't go early enough to catch yeah, me the too. full throttle version of that. Yeah. yeah. Did you go into the um, cantina? No. The can- I feel like the cantina is I probably still a little bit more like that, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like I, I, a guy, I don't know when they made the switch over. Cause I, I went twice. And the second time, one of the dudes like came over and started like playing Sabacc with, like we had just bought this deck of cards. It's like a star Wars card game. And he was like, Oh, I'll show you how to play that. And he's like talking, but he was like talking to us like a, like a person. He wasn't trying to be in character. He was just like, Oh yeah, it's really fun. And then he was like showing us. But so I appreciated that. But I guess now that I think about it, it wasn't like he wasn't speaking like Wookiee or something. <laughs> he was just talking. So, yeah. Um, all right. So you talked about that at the party. Yeah. Sounds like very festive. Uh, yeah. doings. <laughs> I, I, but I didn't take an opportunity to sing this time around because, like I said, were they doing karaoke? There was the there was a band. Huh. The way that that bar is is kind of weird, and it was sort of like hard to get into that spot. There was like a choke point, so I couldn't even conveniently get in there. But you already had that tickle, so the last thing you need to do is uh, get choked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you just take a sip of water and then sing a song? Uh, you, you're the best singer there. That might not necessarily be true, but uh, I don't know who else was there. There, there was, was Rihanna there this year? <laughs> because then you would not be in the top spot. Shantira? I don't know who Shantira is. Shantira. 
Isn't that, uh, uh, that? Shakira? <laughs> there we go. I thought we were, I thought we were doing Thundercats there for a second. You would recognize her face. Face, though. if I saw her, I go, <laughs> oh, that's is. Paul Reiser. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shantara. 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 Uh, that's one of the Thundercats. Probably. Is it? No. Sounds like it. Oh, man. That's Chitara. Jesus. I'm biting down idiots. on all these. Fucking idiots. <laughs> so you have that vinyl pop? <laughs> no. Uh, all right, so you did that. You went to the party over the weekend. What else? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I, um, I I watched a couple movies. I did watch Frozen too. I got to watch it at the uh, the Alamo Draft House. Oh, yep. terrific! And uh, a sandwich and a drink as well. Uh, yeah, it was. Here's the funny thing. So, um, so first of all, friend of the show, Joseph and his wife Ash, uh, mm-hmm. they do some stuff over there. She's like uh, one of the management team, I think, now over there. Oh, uh, wow. so so she very very kindly uh, had a bunch of us uh, join. Um, so there's a rule. I don't know if you've heard the stories. Like you're not supposed to talk because it will interfere with the movie, and they will throw you out if Good. you do. Right? Shut up. That's great. I think that's fine. And you were looking at me like I had trouble with that. I did not. <laughs> I did but, not. First of all, I did not. Wow. Do that. Touchy. I don't think you would talk during a movie. No. Do I think Aaron would? Yes, I do. <laughs> I do not. But, oh, but here's sir. but here's the thing. I, I know you would not. <laughs> and and maybe it's to compensate for this in some way. But like it's it's really cool to have a a, a person bring you food and stuff like that. Um, and they have a system where, like, you put a little piece of paper up if you need assistance or what have you. But when 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 these very nice people who are working very hard come in, they have to like crawl, almost belly crawl across so that yeah. they don't interfere with the screen. Yeah. And and then like at, at one point, uh, the 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 person who's delivering food uh, brought like some French fries or something, and they put it on my little table. But I hadn't ordered French fries. And so I'm sitting there going, how do I, how do I do this? How do you communicate? Yeah. How do I, and, and, and by the way, so I put a piece of paper up. How am I going to tell him this isn't, this isn't my, when we're in the middle of the movie, there's people singing on a screen right. or not Let people, but animation. Let it go. Exactly. <laughs> um, it was, it was disconcerting and completely distracting. Like there's no yeah. way that I can concentrate on the movie in that situation. I don't like I don't like the serving. I've never been to one of those, but I don't like the serving food in a theater. I don't think that works. I think it's fine if you if you limit it to in front of the movie. Like you get all the stuff you're gonna get. Just like when you like you can oh, sure. go back to the concession stand in the middle of a movie if you want to. Right. But the the idea is you go to a movie, you get you just kind of set up camp. You set up right. Mm-hmm. So same deal. Set up camp with a sandwich and drink. Right. You want more? You gotta you gotta yes. walk out. Either you gotta walk out or you're just done. I'm pitching. Don't change the seating equipment at all and only do piping hot soups. <laughs> 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 just just like just like it's like a and tap. still no talking. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, wow. That's crazy. It's it's I a little mean, weird. It threw me off, but uh, but Frozen was fine. <laughs> wow, you didn't like it, Garen? That's terrible. I, I don't it's agree. Junk. It was terrible, and 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 it's and junk. all the people. I think this was weeks after it had already been out for a while, and people gave their opinions. We all enjoyed it. Was there a song that I left singing? No, although there was at least one person who. What was it? Um, Go into the unknown. Into the unknown. Yeah, yeah. they kind of like that one. They thought that, and I disagreed. Yeah, but. That's that's the one that Zoe's been blasting nonstop and and singing nonstop. And so I'm I'm I, my defenses are are wearing down on on that <laughs> and on the movie in general. I'm like, yeah, it was all right. Like I didn't hate it. I just I was you know. It was fine. It felt a little abrupt as far as setting up the whole plot at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like oh, all of a sudden there's this piece of information that for some reason we didn't know about the entire time the first movie, but then once I got past that, I was there fine. were a couple very heavy plot dumps in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. they were very concentrated, and then now with kids, I do feel like um, there's a little bit of like no matter what I think of the movie from an entertainment perspective, 
are there a couple of lessons that they're leaving there with that are actually like chunky, decent lessons? Right. I feel like, mm. yeah, yeah, it did have that. Yep. I definitely don't think it like hit all the quadrants that they're always, you know, right. saying that Agreed. they will in this version. But um, yeah. And then the Olaf thing. I mean, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was telling Matt uh, earlier, uh, we, we tried to go see it an opening weekend in the middle of the movie. One of my daughters had a, a big asthma attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, she's fine. But it was uh, it, it meant we <laughs> I knew in that moment I was less concerned. I, I knew she'd be OK, but I also knew we would now be seeing that movie one and a half times. <laughs> and I was like, this is tragic. Uh, so then, we, <laughs> so then we, we went we had to go back as we went back last weekend. And that audience, the second audience uh, was much more vocal, very excited and hmm. big, big, like biting down on, on the laugh lines. I was like, I didn't realize this had this many hard jokes uh, maybe it still doesn't but these people are loving it huh. um yeah so i don't know and people i don't know i think i feel like i feel like this is the general vibe about that movie which is like pretty good you know uh i haven't yeah. heard anyone be like it's better than the first no, no that, that's fair. i don't think anyone will say that i think all along like frozen one and frozen two the whole time the thing that they've been struggling with is like what what is this really like? They, they, I think they it took them a long time to figure out the story of the first one, and it even at the end of the day, it was still kind of like this is kind of weird with some holes in it, but it's fine. Like the the music papers over that, and then the second one, it's like the same kind of thing. It's like what are we really three, doing here? I think three is they're not biological sisters. Four, <laughs> they get together. <laughs> Boy, it takes a turn. Yeah, I actually yeah. wondered like before that when they were just talking about making a sequel, I was like, this is the time to give. Elsa give like a Disney princess a like a female life partner like I think it's time to do it like, it seems like this is the one and it, they didn't do it it kind they, of disappointed well me. they got they got they got to leave room on the runway right for the third one but yeah. I, I I will say the lesson it's interesting like asking the kids like so what what was the story about what you like most and and it was like you know I've got two daughters so it's like the, the sister thing resonates for them and yeah. always you know looking out for your sister your sibling um, they weren't the, the the other one, which I think is like the 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 larger sort of you know um, acceptance and understanding of of gr- different groups of people, like I was like that's going to be the one that they they kind of go like, well, that was something too zero. That was just completely <laughs> over their head. So I don't okay. know where the age demarcation is for yeah. for picking up on that. And so and then I started going, well, maybe the, a lot of the ignorant parents out there, maybe that'll um, pierce you know their uh brain but i'm like no i feel no, like no. if you're ignorant you're not getting any of that yeah so they probably wouldn't get the uh it's okay to apologize for something you did wrong message either. oh yeah like, i don't think that's that one's coming through i haven't seen it yet man <laughs> sorry spoiler, no spoiler alert it feels like you have though right <laughs> yep, now it does. I, uh, and i'm very conflicted whether i liked it or not <laughs> Makes sense. You saw the play last night, right? We, we went to the musical, the, the Frozen. Oh, I'm being I'm being told I'm going to be going to that too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure you are. How was yeah. that? You know what? Um, after it's it's a weird thing to see that the Frozen Two movie and then go to this, which I hadn't seen the Frozen One movie in six years or however long it's been. And uh, it reminded me like, oh, yeah, you know what? There is. And my daughter was like five yep. when the first one came out or whatever. And so it was a very like. It was an intense moment in her, in all of our lives that she was so into the first one. Now this is the Frozen musical. That, the, okay, the, because the Broadway, I saw yeah. yeah I saw a one act version at Disney. I saw that too. Yeah, in 
and I was very impressed with that. That was bad. That's the best version of Frozen. Yeah, that's I've ever greatest seen. hits, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't doesn't waste time with the plot that it doesn't need is annoying yes. anyway, like the movie does, and it doesn't add new songs. It delivers which this the thing goods, does, which yep. no, thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all, all the new songs do is yeah. slow down the plot you don't enjoy yeah. to begin with, and they're not as good as the songs you recognize, and they're new. Although a couple of them are fine, but a couple of them are like. Oh, man, like I literally said uh, in intermission, I was like, not every beat needs a song. Like, you don't have to be like, we're going to go up the mountain. We're going up the mountain. Like, oh, you're just going up the mountain, dude. It doesn't matter. Like, we don't have to have two minutes of it. But uh, but yeah, it's I mean, technically very impressive. It's it's a very uh, like if you could just sit there and enjoy the production of it, because I'm just going to tell my family you went and said it was good and we don't need to go. <laughs> You can tell that my should fly, right? That should yeah, fly. Matt, no. Matt, Matt liked it. So we don't need to go. <laughs> is that song "Let It Go" in there? It is. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. They did the one thing that I, when I walked out of the first movie, I was like, "Why the hell does the fir- does the movie not end with a reprise of Let It Go'?" And, and they do it. They do it. And of course it's, they do it. And it's great. And they I'm get like, it. They leave. You. They're feeling good about it. Yes. Let it go, Garen. That's the song. <laughs> um, all right. Well, it sounds like you had a nice weekend, Elliot. Yeah. <laughs> I also saw The Irishman. I watched it all the way through in one sitting. Good for you. We want a fucking medal. Would you kind of? What do you want? I kind of do want a medal. I don't want to hear anything. I don't. I, I still right. haven't seen it. All right. Well, I'll tell Matt later what yeah, I thought. Yeah, tell me what you, you thought of it later. Privately off the air. Yeah. Um, that's great. Good. Good for you. You seem like a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great weekend. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you had a big, got a big weekend plan. We wish you a lot of luck. This wasn't as fun for Jimmy as it could have been. You didn't see Frozen Two. You didn't see The uh, Irishman. I, you I thought see. you'd seen Frozen Two. I'm sorry. I have not seen Frozen 2, no. I, my, my son is, uh, he's aged out of it. You've, you have no reason to see it. Uh, you, you're yeah. making the right choice. Had had he, had he yesterday said, you know what, Dad, let's go see that, I, I would have right. gone and yeah. maybe not enjoyed it or enjoyed it either way, but uh, he here's, has zero interest. <clears throat> here's a question. If Elise gets a screener of it and I loan it to you, no. which I would not do because they're not mine to give, nor are you. Yes, that would be against terms that. of service. So publicly, I'm saying that would not happen. The but just o- theoretically, the, the only way I would ever see that movie is in a motion picture house. Oh. I will never take the time right. to put that in and watch it at mm-hmm. home. You mean because it's it demands it because it's such a work of art. You need to see it on the big screen. Sure, that's why. <laughs> Fair enough. Screener screener season is exciting in my neighborhood because um, I, apparently I live on a street. That is uh, both uh, very friendly, neighborly, uh, but also not industry uh, heavy in terms of the uh, occupying of the of the houses. So that means I am now uh, in, the second Thanksgiving <laughs> comes. I'm the library, and I'm great <laughs> with it. My issue becomes like. I'm also being asked to kind of give uh, mini reviews ahead of delivering the things to people. <laughs> it puts a lot of pressure on me, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I can't keep up with it. And my uh, cross-the-street neighbor, great guy, uh, is a location manager, but, you know, it's not getting the screeners. But he's also, he's the first one, uh, he's kind of the subcontractor that uh, distributes throughout <laughs> the neighborhood, Rocky. And uh, he's like, what do you got? So he comes over, and the first couple I give him was something and Rocket Man. And he goes, oh, awesome. So two days later, he's like, uh, ready to make out a change and see. The and they get through him pretty fast over there, and then they start circulating around the block. Uh, what would you think? He goes, uh, well, the one was good. And then uh, Rocket Man, this guy's a huge music fan, too. Old Deadhead. Uh, yeah. uh, Rocket Man almost had to turn it off. And I'm like, wow, I've heard good things about it. I haven't seen it yet. What was the thing? And he goes, eh, it took liberties. I didn't enjoy it. Uh, yeah, I almost had to turn it off. And I go, um, 
you knew that Elton John was gay, right? I just want to make sure. <laughs> and, he, and he goes, uh, well, yeah, <laughs> okay, but also he wasn't that gay that they made him into in the movie. And I go, here's the thing about him. I haven't seen the movie yet. There's no one gayer than Elton John. That's kind of part of his thing is like he really blew it out and said, let's show you all the fun that this can be. It's a party. And uh, he goes, no, no, he was never as gay as he was in this movie. And I'm like, he's not talking about the relationships. He's talking about the flamboyance. And oh, I'm like, crazy, that's that's insane. He's got no idea what he's talking about. So he started talking to me saying, uh, you know, I uh, when I saw um bohemian rhapsody now there's a movie that got it right and i'm like okay and then uh, he goes because they didn't do the thing elton john had a band and i'm like no one thinks about elton john's band <laughs> i said queen was a band yeah. freddie mercury is very much at the top of the band but it was like elton john is known much more it's not the same thing as same exact thing they totally got rid of the band i'm a band guy and i'm like i okay. feel like there's Rock. a weird there's a weird um uh, uh, there was a weird thing about the homosexuality in it for him. And I was like, that's interesting. Also, does this mean I now don't need to shuffle as many movies as quickly to you? And also, maybe you shouldn't do the reviews back because I'm now like, I'm more curious now. I'm like, this is exciting. But it's a lot of pressure. Um, and, I, and, and then I learned things about my neighbors basically that I'm not sure that I need to know, you know that about like Rocky the, Rocky I kind of could have figured and that's why I was kind of teased him a little bit about it did um, you give him uh, call me by my name call me by your name <laughs> you know what I I'd should like to see him you know what? Now, you're, now you're on to something yeah. I should start slipping in them, some yeah. of the ones from years past that I think might help Theory him of open up his eyes absolutely that touring wasn't that gay <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Wait, well, theory, was theory of everything was uh, was the other one? What, which, what you're talking about the imitation? Imitation, Imita game. yeah, yeah, I yeah got exactly. Those two yes, no, up. he's a, yeah, he's, and I already know from him, he's not an Eddie Redmayne guy. So I gotta, yeah. I gotta really. He doesn't uh, like Eddie Redmayne? No, 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 he does. I'm just doing jokes. But he's uh, just doing jokes. It's a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to be that guy in the neighborhood. I think that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, you know, I'd like, I'm ready to move just because of screener season. Mm -hmm. Um, you know. And then it's like, I don't know, I'm just, I've been, I, I'll, you know, now I just want, it makes me want to just slip in other movies that I have in our life. You know, Max 2, The White House or whatever is the dog movie. I'm just like, that was, <laughs> this was it. Take <laughs> this. Take a look at that, Rocky. <laughs> a, yeah, enjoy. See what you think of that. Here's the thing about the dog. Uh, that's not how German Shepherds act. Uh, I think it is. There is a weird um, entitlement to friends of yours that don't get the screeners that they <laughs> feel it's your responsibility to give them to. What do you got? Which ones you got? That. And how is it? Yeah. I don't, I, you know what? I, I don't know. I'm not supposed to be giving these to anybody. Yeah. And the fact that you're badgering me <laughs> I think is that, annoying. I think the only move now is to have a buddy come over in like a Men in Black, Tommy Lee Jones or Will Smith get up, or maybe have a pair of people dress up, show up as FBI agents and, and make a big scene, oh, big, big, big yeah. scene. And look what happened to this guy. And then, then cuff yeah. me, take me away. <laughs> what happened to Brad? He gave away the rocket man screener. <laughs> he didn't give enough disclaimers about uh, Elton John's uh, sexuality. <laughs> and he, they, he's in prison now. 10 years. What is it? 300. I always feel, <laughs> feel like the, the penalty is always very arbitrary. It's like an amount of money. That's like, feels like an Austin powers, big amount, <laughs> but it's not, it's 10 yeah. years in prison and like $1 million or right. something. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Well, it's all, I guess, I assume in a few years, because a few of the studios do this now, it's all going to be streaming. Based. I would and think so. So that's the end of sharing at that point. Well, it's like Amazon sending out the, uh, 
Mrs. Maisel. Oh, they, the, they, yeah. yeah. What? The vault. That What's you, going on? Why do I have to find room in my garage for it's this? It's crazy. Uh, and a friend of mine who's uh, uh, a mother and a writer and whatever, she, she did a smart thing on Twitter. And she's like, you know what? Let's don't. If you send these all to me. I will take them to uh, LAUSD, and and, and and she did. She collected like 150 of these boxes. That one and the uh, the other one, the uh, oh, the Modern Love one, Modern which Love is one. yeah, exactly. I, is, I brought our stuff right over to that and I put it right in the wagon see? on there her you porch. Go. I can't. It's my fr- my wife's friend, but I can't pull her name. Uh huh. The woman whose house I did. It's right over here. It's it's oh. literally oh uh, uh, Audrey. You're talking about. My friend you're talking about? Who's your friend that did this? Oh, Audrey. That's not who I did it with. Oh. It sounds like they're stealing ideas. Competing 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 altruists? This is terrible. Only one person can donate to LA. Yeah, exactly. Uh, As I was bringing ours up to the house, I'm like, well, what do you do? Do you knock on the door? What do you do when you're dropping off? uh, What are they doing with them? Uh, they're bringing them to LAUSD uh, so that they could use them for- um, Art supplies. Art supplies and stuff. Because they're they're, they're really nicely made, these Miss Maisel things. They're like little chests. You open it up, and then inside are the DVDs and unnecessary trinkets. Yeah, yeah. Like billions of dollars were probably Abs- spent absolutely. on this that don't need to be spent. So she's like, "I acknowledge." Uh, it sounds like his friend did yeah. too. I acknowledge this is insane. Yep. If you bring them to my house, I will then distribute them to LESD so the kids can have very cool little art. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. place to put their pencils yes. and that sort of stuff. Right. Uh, but as I pulled, as I walked up to their house. I was like, I don't, do you knock on, I don't know these people. Do you knock on their door? I was like, well, I don't know what to do. And I look around and then there's the pile of yeah, them right. on the porch. Well, okay, no, I guess one, put it right there. two, yeah. scram. But you take yeah. the discs out before you drop them off, I assume. I don't know who did or didn't. Mm. I can't speak for Because I was going to say, mm-hmm. it, like someone else could find out, oh, that's the house where they get dropped off. I'm not a member of a guild. <laughs> now I know yeah. where to go pick up all the screeners. That's right. The, uh, uh, just two screeners. It's just, it's just the ones that you already got. Right. By being a member of Amazon, so it's very right. That that part is so also dumb, odd. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like everyone can watch that. Like there's no one in the Screen Actors Guild or the PGA that doesn't already subscribe to Netflix. Don't Netflix a did a smart thing this year, which was they sent. They did send a few. They sent like The Irishman and and uh, Marriage Story or whatever, uh, but but uh, as hard discs. But then they sent um, a, a, a card. Instead of sending all the TV right. stuff as well, they sent a card that gives you like three months of subscription, which yeah. they must have done the math on it and gone, you know, these people already have subscriptions, but we'll just do this. Right. And so, you know, I'm going to give it to a friend, but it's uh, it was smart and also saved a ton yeah. of, of, I would think, money, but also materials and mm-hmm. you know all that. Yeah, it's a big way. And again, this is uh, obviously some privilege that we have. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Somebody uh, in Iowa's going, "Hey, dickheads, maybe and, I do. I can't afford it." And, and by the way, like you know, I'm still excited every time this time of year comes because I'm like, this is like the perk of being. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. it's like yes, healthcare, but also <laughs> like I get to see the, some stuff that I you know I don't know that I would have gotten to see and uh, and to honestly to share with every, everyone in my neighborhood, even Including Rocky, Rocky, even Rocky. I'll give people at home a tip uh, because my wife is in a thing called a CIFA, which is mm-hmm. she works in an, at an animation studio. A CIFA, anybody can join a CIFA, and if you join a CIFA, they will send you screeners of anim, anim, animation. I don't know what a CIFA is. A CIFA is just like a it's it's a it's not a union. It's but it's the animation. Uh, 
I don't know what the organization. Yeah, it's just, it's or it's like a guild, but it's not a guild because you don't have to be working in the industry. And anybody can join it. Anybody can join. You just pay the dues. Uh, I'm so doing this now. It's probably more money than if you just went, went to, to see movies. those movies. But if you like the idea of getting them sent to your house before they well, that's the exciting thing. Yeah, yeah. The stuff showing up in the mail. That's totally. still the kid in me just yeah. going. I'm like, someone's sending me movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. still prefer when they send you a little. Uh, hey, you can go to the ArcLight and just pre- present this thing and you get to see it absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. well that that's that is what they should be doing mm-hmm. is just sending you a link and it's got little barcodes on it and you can go see all yeah. the stuff that right. way yeah i like that right i like the i like the experience right you get in there eating your french fries <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I went to see frozen my fries never showed up at my table oh that's oh ridiculous. no I'm ready. I had to eat my hamburger and my drink without my That's fries. That's not right. Yeah. What did res- how did that get resolved? They just they came over and you hand then they handed them you handed them back to the. Uh, so so I I gestured to the guy because they saw he saw the paper and uh, I gestured at the fries. He had no idea what I was talking about. Did you illuminate your face from underneath and kind of uh, <laughs> dun dun dun? Yeah. Uh, I had to say these aren't mine. And I was waiting for him to throw me out. <laughs> well, you, you should, no, of course not. Should be allowed to say that. Yeah, but I, but again, we were like. I don't know, a third of the way through the film, like, you know, it, it felt wrong. And I was, I was, no, because like it's me, you follow the rules. I, I'm a rule follower and I also, I have a voice that carries. And so, you know, Tuesday. what's that again? Till Tuesday. Yes. Voices do carry. Shush. Are you two fighting? What you have? I don't know what. I don't know what. I don't know what. New seating configuration has really put tension <laughs> in the relationship. Oh my god! That was a weird two cats just looking at each other, not knowing what <laughs> well, to do. We're on the same side here. You are. It's us against them, now Jimmy. You've, you've created a, a, a void. There's no middle ground. Oh, it's like the country. It's the way it always should have been. <laughs> us against you. Me, boss. <laughs> okay, Tarzan. End of conversation. <laughs> what, a, what a guarantee. I got an award for Elliot for watching The Irishman. <laughs> oh, crap. Wrong camera. Congratulations, buddy. There you go. Wait a minute. Hold on. There we go. Yeah, there it is. Thank you. Now take it and then lube it up and round it up your ass. Uh, we'll be back. <laughs> hey, guys. Matt here with some dates for you. Brad Morris is on Twitter at Brad Morris 773 uh, you can check him out. Uh, he's been on The Good Place this past season. I don't know if his character's coming back for the very end of the season, but uh, you'll see him on TV one way or the other. And go back and watch uh, Playing House if you haven't watched that. It's a great series with Jessica St. Clair and Lennon Parham, one of my faves. Wish it were still around. Jimmy Pardo is going to be doing stand-up comedy at The Attic, at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington on January 24th and 25th. He's at the Tower City Comedy Festival in Paris, Texas on February 1st. Never Not Funny is at SF Sketchfest in San Francisco. That's January 10th and 11th on the 10th we're doing an evening show that's playing games live with our special guest and good friend oscar nunez and never not funny is live in a matinee show uh on that saturday with josh gondelman both shows at the oh gosh it's gateway theater thank you it's not the galaxy which we keep saying it's the gateway theater in san francisco but you know what just go to sfsketchfest.com and uh, search never not funny you'll get all those tickets right in your face or go to nevernotfunny.com and click our tour link you can get buy tickets from there for jimmy's stuff go to jimmypardo.com click his tour link don't forget to watch jimmy's records and tapes on our youtube channel every tuesday uh where are we up to 1980 this week did you remember the 
Paris, Texas date? I did. I said it already, you dumb fuck. 1980 this week. Uh, enjoy that at uh, youtube.com slash nevernotfunny. Always good times. Jimmy going down memory lane through his record collection. And finally, uh, don't forget we have some new swag at Podswag. Uh, there's some really cool uh, set of four glasses. There's a beanie. There's a throw blanket. Uh, all sorts of good stuff. So, oh, yeah, a water bottle and a... Uh, a coffee mug. They're all cool. Just go to uh, podswag.com slash never not funny to check those out. Great gifts for the holidays. Enjoy. Hey, uh, our friends from Warby Parker want me to tell you a couple of things. Okay. They were founded with the goal to create boutique quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point. Their glasses start at just $95, Matt, and that includes prescription lenses that have anti-glare and anti-scratch coating. Other places, they, they upcharge it for that nonsense. That's stupid. That's not how Warby did it. Parker was all about it. We can make more money with the anti-scratch. And Warby Look. said, shut the F up, Parker. Luckily, Warby wears the pants in that Thank family. Thank God. Parker's effing dumb. <laughs> well, he's not dumb. He's he, just greedy. He's, he, he doesn't understand Warby's vision. Yes. It's all about it. They should just call it Warby. I would. The day Warby leaves Parker, it'll be the happiest day, happiest day of my life. <laughs> Sick as me how dumb Parker is. The greed. It's all about the money. <laughs> what if we get a note? Uh, Warby Parker is the actual name of the one individual who started the company. <laughs> uh, well, it's got to be, right? Got No, I've, I'm sure it's nobody. Uh, listen, here's what you do. You take a quiz at warbyparker.com slash pardo. Mm-hmm. You answer a few quick questions, and they will suggest some great-looking glasses that are totally personalized to fit your face and style. With the free home try-on program, you can order five pairs of glasses, try them on for five days. That's five for fighting. Uh, no obligation to buy. The glasses ship free and include a prepaid return shipping label. Now introducing Scout by Warby Parker. Mm. These are comfortable, breathable, and affordable daily contact lenses. Yeah. These lenses are made from a super moist material that resists drying for lasting hydration and comfort. And you uh, you can wear them for less than a buck twenty-five a day. Order a trial pack that includes six days worth of contacts for only $5 and then receive $5 off your next Warby Parker order. Five for fighting. Yeah, Elise is very excited about that because, uh, you know, she wears contact lenses and um, she just loves the idea. I mean, it's like super affordable, but you, but she has the kind now. I think you wear them for a week and then you uh, recycle them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes they get cloudy or something gets on you know something happens and it's like well now i gotta throw these out on day two and start over it's like the for the same price as those to have a new pair every day is very exciting uh well warby uh see this is where parker was smart parker knows lenses like he is the Mm -hmm. guy who said look not everyone wants to wear frames around their face some people want to stick a little piece of rubber plastic thing in their in their eyeball a rubber band a rubber band man uh listen Warby Parker's the way to go. Oliver wears Warby Parker. Garen wears Warby Parker. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Elise is about to start using the Warby Parker. Well, lenses. when she when she takes her contacts out, she does also wear Warby Parker glasses. Oh, she does. She loves, but the, but I think she's going to get on board with these Scout lenses too. Well, order the free home try on program or request a trial of Scout contact lenses for just five dollars. You can do that by going to warbyparker.com slash pardo. That is W A R B Y P. A-R-K-E-R.com slash Pardo. WarbyParker.com slash Pardo. Warby Parker. Looking good in glasses. Or lenses. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Brad Morris is here. Uh, Elliot, of course, is over there uh, behind Video Village. Garen's in his new seat. I just got a... Uh, what, no, what is this, Garen? I just got a text message. Is this uh, uh, important to the uh, program? No. No, 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 no. Is this for later? Yeah, it's, it's a kiss box set that I just saw. Okay, thank you. Yeah. 
Uh, it's too expensive. I'll answer your question right now. For the solo albums? Yeah, it's way too expensive. 150 There's, Yeah, 150 for four albums? Fuck you. Yeah. It's vinyl. Think, yeah, it should be under $100. Should yeah. never that the price is ridiculous. That's the special. That's the special. It used to be two hundred dollars. Yeah. So it was fifty bucks an album. Good, good, good. No, color, thank though. you. Couple albums. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful looking package. But I'm not going to spend one hundred fifty dollars on it, four records. And it's not signed or. It's not signed. It's not sealed. It will be delivered. <laughs> <laughs> if you pay one hundred fifty dollars <laughs> plus right. shipping. Yeah. Uh, Brad Morris is here. He's taking time away from guest starring in every sitcom you've ever seen. Uh, now, Brad, when you walked in, you made you two things. I want to circle back to. You yeah. made mention to. Uh, medical term being baldy that you're wearing yeah. hats now because of something called baldy. Um, it, it's I, I'm I'm a proud new member of a club of of bald people, but I'm also a proud new member of uh, the alopecia club, which is an autoimmune thing. Mm-hmm. I'm about a year into this now. Mm-hmm. I'm learning. I'm still learning about it. Um, I had a fun thing. It, it, it has affected. So it's a thing where I'm entirely healthy, but my body had an event where it thought something bad was happening and it wasn't. And it basically told all the follicles uh, to stop growing hair, uh, which it did. Um, and so could could regrow, could not. Um so it's exciting and different and new. And I did go recently, got new headshots. Um, there is a uh, there is a very talented alopecia actor named Anthony Kerrigan who plays Noho Hank on Barry. Yeah, he's great. Um, I feel like uh, he may have it covered. <laughs> he may have it covered now. So that's going to be an interesting uh, thing. But but because my life is both acting and doing some writing, it, it, it's okay. But I did go to a, an audition last week, and I'm slowly, like, re uh, sort of getting enough confidence to go back out there uh, and do this stuff. And this casting director, who I'd, I'd gone for over the years a few times, was like, hey, so... I don't know if they're not getting the new headshot or what it is, but it's basically, it's a shock every time I walk in the room right now. So I walk in, she goes, hey, and they, you know, is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, it's this, and it's alopecia. Oh my God, I've got an autoimmune thing, and so that's all fine. And then she goes, well, I think it looks sexy. And I said, well, thanks, I really appreciate that. And she goes, you know what would be really good? Grow like a beard with it, and I was like, I, I can't, can't do that. That's the weird thing about this thing. It's not. That's not going to be an option on the menu for the moment. But right. I just, I don't want to bother her. So to the audition, and you know, and walked out. But so, uh, so that is a development. So uh, like the last uh, we we talked before, Matt. But I think Good Place is the only show I've shot. Uh, where I had already shaved my head. So, uh, which was a thing I did when it was patchy. Now, no need to shave the head. But um, they put me in a wig and put eyebrows on me and did all this. And um, so, that was, it's an adjustment. It's Mm -hmm. an adjustment. And what's exciting is, in my mind at least, wow, cool different kinds of roles maybe. Um, be fun to play a villain if that's how people uh, or where it basically i'm excited now like i wish i was buddies with favreau mandalorian feels like i oh, they could they could yeah. really slap some 
lizardy stuff on me really easily <laughs> yeah, and yeah. not have to worry about pulling hair out. So right. those are the roles that uh, may now be happening. And you haven't uh, toyed with the idea of, of like the, that wig they gave you on Good Place. So, you, you looked great. Uh, hey, can I buy that from appreciate you? Appreciate it. My uncle is is very, uh, my uncle's the one who's, uh, he's an old uh, sitcom writer and he's, uh, and he's like, uh, you know what uh, you should do is get a good wig and then you own it. And this is how he talks. It's just always like he actually speaks in the staccato of multi-cam like Mork and Mindy. You know, so he's like, yeah, well, you get a wig, then you have it in your trunk, and then whenever you need it, you put it on. And I'm like, well, I understand how a wig, wig works. works. Yeah, But um, for whatever reason, it feels, it doesn't feel natural yet. Part of it. Yeah, that's the main thing. So um, I'm happy to be cast in something and have them do that for me. But I'm now walking into auditions wearing a wig. So, yeah, that's sort of what it is. Um, Yeah, definitely a fun, interesting, weird curveball that is, um, you know, it's like I have friends that have survived cancer. I have friends that have not survived cancer. It absolutely feels like a constant... Um, trick where any day that I'm feeling crappy about it, I'm like, I can't feel that bad. I'm totally healthy. Uh, but I have friends, including some of whom who have survived really more serious things. And they're like, dude, you're allowed to feel bad if you're having a day like it is a big change. Well, and it's it all happened in a year. Career as well. It is. Yeah. It is. A, but I will tell you, um, like my kids, for example, they've got two uncles that are total chrome domes uh, so so the, you know there was one day when one, one of my daughters was like i think you should uh grow your eyebrows back and i was like i love that idea uh <laughs> i'm totally into it i said i don't know if it's going to happen but i'm i'm take the note thank you very much but like i was coaching their soccer team this year and i was wearing a hat uh, which i jacksonville suns uh but whatever hat i had on and one of the kids i guess i hadn't had it off before and i took the hat off and they it was like the record you know uh stopped and one of the kids not my daughter goes um why'd you take your hat off (laughs) i said i was hot and uh i said should i have not done that and she goes I would not take that off. And I said, oh boy, why? And she goes, it does not look good. And I was, oh, no. like, I was like, see, this is the honesty that I really actually crave and need right yeah. now. It's just a six-year-old Jesus Sophia Christ. going, yeah, don't do it. Not a good <laughs> not a good idea. So that's where that's at. Uh, all right, so circle back then quickly yep, yep. before we get out of here. Yep. Uh, you were the voice of the Joliet Jackhammers. Voice of the Joliet Jackhammers. Um, just a couple, it was for one season, I shared the job with two other people we rotated through the best story uh outside of pete rose um showing up in the concourse because his son pete jr was on that team uh he would set up like a card table like a lemonade stand and sell autographs for 25 dollars a piece and i was like that seems about right for pete you know it's uh it's tough it's like you want the guy to be in the hall of fame he's the hits all-time hits leader but he's setting up a little card stand and i can't imagine he's hurting for money that that much anyway so there's that the best story is was a day that i wasn't working there which is ex-cub brant brown was so this is independent league not affiliated like schaumburg flyers uh juliet jackhammers what have you st paul are, canaries whatever it was and so these are just guys that, that may have played in the majors may not have been some, big enough to make the majors some of them played some of them played and, and and are hoping to come back at the end of their career some of them are uh, guys that fell out of the the farm systems for other teams and they're still young and they they have a real good shot brant brown was a guy who 
uh, falls into the former category where he, he he was a cub for a few years. Um, but we they, they hired us as funny guys to come in and give a little, just a little in places, just add a little more. So it was always like trying to find the level. We, we knew right away that the crowd was or wasn't into and something. And this is in stadium. This in not stadium, be... not on radio, not on TV. This is Almost literally like, like coming up next, like Brock Meyer. Okay, exactly. Yes. Uh, so my friend Kevin uh, was doing this game with my other friend Joe and Brant uh, Brown came up in the first inning. He struck out swinging and they made like a whistling windy sound and he was on the opposing team. Right. Fair enough. Uh third inning he comes up he strikes out again swinging you can see where this is going (laughs) in the seventh inning he comes up again uh and they do the same thing he strikes out again and uh and and they added a little more mustard i think in that one or said something to the effect of uh like uh you know hurricane brown is you know graced us once again whatever it is well he turns, looks up at the booth, and then walks into the dugout. But somehow, a minute later, is knocking on the door of the, uh, yeah, yeah, in full uniform uh, and pounding on the what thing. And they let, oh yeah, and they let him in. And uh, he's like, <laughs> he basically, you know, he reminded them that uh, it was his livelihood and that he didn't appreciate uh, the the editorial. Um, but that was kind of exciting. But I actually loved that. Um, it was it was one of those gigs where. You know, drive to Juliet. I think I was working at Second City at the time, and I just kept thinking, like, this is the perfect amount of working in sports for me. <laughs> it's like they're giving me a microphone. You can't really go crazy, but you can, you know, you can maybe throw a nickname out there. It was mostly having fun with the guys that that were on our team. It was really not about giving you know shit to the other team, but um, it was fun. And and minor league baseball, I will you will say. Uh, it's what it's it's got a lot more of what taking your kids to a game should be yeah, and what yeah. m- major sports are now it's so corporate it's so sort of you know uh made to be commercial that you lose sight of uh, and by, but like a hot dog should be i mean i sound like the oldest man in the world but a hot dog should be uh five dollars not fifteen dollars mm-hmm. it just doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. so it was a real it was a blast and basically what i'm saying is Go work for your minor league baseball team. All right. Yeah. Uh, I think $5 is too much for a hot dog. Yeah. Dog. It's I, a lot. I think you went too high on that. For yeah. It's a, it's a lot. It should be a dollar. should be a dollar. Dollar dog. Day. Dollar dog is absent. Well, now, now we're talking about Home Depot again. Great hot dogs. Oh, you like a hot dog out there? Huh? Mm-hmm. Get that? When I was a kid. I was one of those day guys make it for me. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, to me, the like the perfect example of, of what you're talking about is like minor league baseball is, is great when you're a kid to just go and experience the game. Yeah. When I was, I don't know how old, maybe 15 or 16, I went to the Pittsfield Mets were in my yep. area in western Massachusetts. And uh, I got four balls uh, from uh, in one game. I got like I like two two foul balls, one home run. I ran around the back and grabbed it, and then the famous chicken happened to be there. And Come on, to me. I mean that's four baseballs. San Diego chicken, yeah. four baseballs. What yeah. else do you want? Like, where else are you gonna get? You, you never get one ball at a at a major league. Game. He gets four on a regular basis. <laughs> sure. Well, that's a yeah, that's he a goes, threesome. Goes to the bathhouse. You know, they're teabagging. <laughs> 
Garen. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you have to look at him. Did you like those jokes better when they were over there? <laughs> uh, Brad, thank you for being here. Thank you so much, What Jimmy. a joy. Uh, a blast to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's my honor. Brad Morris, guys, uh, terrific. We did a thing. But here's, uh, very quickly, that, that thing we did for Sean Caston. Yeah. Uh, Brad was playing uh, Putin. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And I did not know about the alopecia. And yeah. Brad walked in. I was like, look at I this know. asshole committing to this fucking thing. <laughs> I know. I felt bad. I was like, I, I know. I, I'm being a game show host. I barely put a jacket on. He's yep. going bald wig. Yeah. No, I know. I, w- I got to figure out more ways to to uh, leverage the baldness. I'm working on it. I'm, I'm trying to uh, to jump into these things. And the best part is Putin is mostly bald. But he's got little wispy kind of blonde things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, always excited to play uh, an oligarch, a Russian, uh, <laughs> hair or no hair. You were very funny that night. Th- so were you. Th- that's what I was getting at. <laughs> Brad was, I know Brad from just quickly bear down with a podcast yeah. that I used to help Matt Walsh out with and, um, and Scott, uh, Armstrong. Armstrong. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you did Putin on that show a lot. And That's was, how I met fun. those guys. We did, we, yeah, we did, uh, we did, I did, boy, they got, they had me do Ozzy Ginn. They had me do, uh, <laughs> Prokhorov who, who was really, uh, he was an oligarch before yeah. the, all this stuff happened yeah, 10 yeah. years ago. He was like jet skiing, uh, gallivanting, <laughs> six foot five uh, Russian billionaire yeah. um, who grafted all his money off of uh, the, the fall of the uh, of the Soviet Union right. and uh, and then bought the New Jersey Nets. Right, uh, right, so right. Yeah, we, did, we had a lot of fun there. But yeah, man, it's great to to uh, get to be on this uh, show with you guys. Yeah. Thanks what would Ozzy Ian have to say about before we get out of here? What, uh, what, what's Ozzy? Uh, he, he, uh, the, 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 <laughs> the thing about Ozzy, how do I know how about y'all? How do I know how about y'all? I win the World Series in 2005, but I do not have a job. That is, um, that's a wild. <laughs> that's a wild thing for me. People say that's why. I mean, after the pop culture piece, looking over there, there's Garen Cockrell behind Video Village. Here's the wild boar, Elliot Hoper, the Hunter Matt Belknap, our friend Brad Morris. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast, AK 47, gone, not forgotten. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com.